Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Element Waco Hotel, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. Happy Monday afternoon to you. Glad to have you. I know Aaron Sexton is glad to have you come in uh, as well. And we've got a power-packed show for you today. I was at the Baylor game. I was at the Cowboys game last night. We've been monitoring the World Series. And we got World Series Game 3. And we'll bring that to you on Shooter FM tonight, 92.9. And I, I got to say, Aaron, I as we get going today, I, I think the Rangers are fortunate not to be down 2-0. We'll never forget Friday night and Seager tying it up. And Odolis uh, walking it off. It was great. It was exciting. But as we look back now and we saw the beatdown that was game two, um, very fortunate because they did not win games where they were trailing uh, in the ninth this year. In fact, they had been like 1-61 in in those situations, and then they found a way in game one. So quite honestly, very, very fortunate not to be down 0-2 and going to Arizona. Uh, We will have Jared Sandler, Texas Rangers Radio Network, joining us live from Arizona, uh, where the D-backs are getting ready to get this thing on. Tonight, Rangers need Scherzer to do his thing. Been monitoring um, his thumb He's had a cut here. This is what Scherzer said yesterday. He said, we found a way to use cotton and super glue in a way that provides a layer for that not to get cut as well. A little arts and crafts in the training room at times, but that's what you've got to do. Um, Scherzer... Uh, had a cut on his throwing thumb. He pitched through it in both of his ALCS starts against uh, the Astros and tossed a bullpen with it bandaged up. Let's keep our eye on it. Let's keep our eye on it as uh, he gets ready to go. And I would say right now, I mean... You had uh, the heroics of Seeger and Adolis. I mean, Aaron, it's been it feels like it's been so long, but let's start right there. Friday night, Aaron was in there producing that. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas. Uh, you are listening to that, and and Aaron, this is uh, that that was kind of uh, remarkable to be in trouble in that game. And then to do what Seeger did, and then Adolis to say goodnight 
What an unbelievable moment that was in Dallas-Fort Worth and surrounding areas history. I mean, that was unbelievable. And I think folks have watched that over and over again. And then, Aaron, I thought the cool, one of the coolest things was to see Corey Seager that fired up like he was and screaming like, I mean, that's just he is not someone who gets emotional at all. But he did. And he kind of threw his bat down and and he made his way around the bases. Um, I mean, Aaron, I we've seen a lot of incredible things, and I thought what a gutsy the way game six ended against the Astros and then game seven, of course. That was just kind of exciting to finish them off. But, man, game one of the World Series was remarkable in a lot of areas. And uh, and then, of course, the Rangers did not. It did not carry over until Saturday night when they went out and just kind of got clubbed. And, and really, uh, the D-backs took them out of the game, kind of played, moved some runners over, got that run early. But, Aaron, that was Friday night, and on top of it, Luca uh, banked in like a hook shot from three-point land to give the uh, Mavs a win. That was just kind of icing on the cake. I had to laugh. Our man, Coop, tried to include the Luca thing in calling it maybe the greatest <laughs> night in Dallas-Fort Worth uh, sports history. I was kind of like, well, let's go a little easy. That was game two of the regular season for the Mavs. I'm happy to have a 2-0 and start, but uh, don't think that really qualifies as anything. But, Aaron, you were running that game over on our FM station, 92.9 Shooter FM, and you'll hear game three right there tonight, first pitch, 7.03. Aaron, that was uh, – did you give it a little fist pump? I mean, that that was uh, Friday night's theatrics. That was about as good as anything I can recall in Rangers baseball history. That was pretty amazing. Uh, absolutely. That was – man, there's – the two biggest moments before that were Nelly Cruz's – for me, Nelly Cruz's grand slam and then Neftali Feliz striking out A-Rod looking to get to the World Series. But that was bigger because it was in the World Series. And you're right. I mean, I don't want to take anything away – from what they were able to do in game one, but it took a miracle finish to win that game to for them to avoid being down 2-0, mm-hmm. which I don't think any of us thought would happen. Yeah, it, uh, it did feel like a miracle, even though they were just down two runs. I thought it was, I thought it was an amazing game, and then they did not get it done in game two. And it is strange to see Avaldi and then Monty. Now, Monty hung in there and, and gave it his best for a pretty good while. But they, to, to, to not see the kind of starts that we're used to from those pitchers gives you some pause in this series. And by the way, we're going to have Jared Sandler, Rangers Radio Network, coming up at 320. And yes, we will talk about 
what happened out there in on homecoming for Baylor in the Cyclones. Aaron, I can't keep doing that, right? I can't keep coming on that pregame show, which you're obviously a part of, and painting these rosy pictures of, well, if you could get the thing to four and four, and then they continue to go out and do that at home. Um, some point, I don't know if I can, I can abide by the whole, you know, we can't quite get it simulated. We tried to simulate like the road environment at home. None of that really matters. You either show up and you win or you show up and you lose. And they continue to lose and play poorly at home and get off to poor starts. Aaron, can you put so much emphasis on a fast start that it almost goes the opposite way? Maybe. But I think pretty much everybody, including Dave Aranda, is sick of, like, trying to use some kind of psychology experiment to understand what's going on because they're just losing. And it it continues to pile up. And Aaron, against FBS opponents, I believe they're now – Oh, for their last seven in home games. I mean, it's hard for me to believe I went to the land of the Sooner and I was there last year in Norman when the Bears ran over them and took their will away from them late in that game and leaned on them and played power uh, football and basically made the Sooners give up. That happened. Feels so far removed from that. And Aaron, the teams that the Bears have beaten, while I don't want to give those wins back, but those teams have now combined for to be like 0-10, right? I mean, I, I like UCF, and I think Cincinnati's going to be good in the future. But in conference, those teams are still waiting on their first win. Those are the only two wins for the Bears. Uh, Cyclones, are they good? Yeah, yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Uh, got a good secondary. They get a lot of interceptions. Got a, a quarterback named Rocco Becht that I like. I like him. He's the son of Anthony Becht, the old uh, NFL tight end, former first-round pick, used to play for the Jets. He's a tough kid, runs around. Aaron, I'll have nightmares about those little receivers for Iowa State. In the past, it's been those enormous tight ends, and they do have a couple of them. Got a couple of big tight ends. But the other day, it was like, what was that kid's name, Aaron? Is it number 19? Uh, um, Noel, something, Jalen, Noel, whatever it was. It was like over and over and over. And he was kind of a slippery guy. They usually will hit you with the big corn fed. In the past, they've had a big 6'4", 6'5", physical wide receiver. They had one of those little K-State types. They had some guy that was running the – I think it was Noel. I mean, he was just catching everything. You couldn't get him off the field on third down. They were doing yards after catch. And then even when you had decent coverage, whether it was Lemire or whoever or Tevin, whoever it was out there, it was 27. It was 20. It was 19. Even my man, Caden. Come on, Caden. I mean, my man, Rocco Becht, Aaron missed some throws on home run throws 
where the Bears just bit like crazy. Even the great Caden Jenkins, I love him. I love him. But he he was he was biting on stuff and 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 they were getting burned right off, kind of right away on plays. I mean, I I it's like nobody can say anymore, Aaron. Well, they're good in practice. Well, they got good talent. They're just not getting it done. Whatever. I mean, I I'm watching some of these plays. I I mean, there have been moments where the O line's better, but apparently the game plan was to come out, run the ball. You got to run it against Iowa State. Aaron, I looked up late in the game. Bears had about 80 yards, had about 80 yards on the ground. Iowa State's not supposed to be able to run the ball that great. They had about 170, had about 170, 175. <laughs> and the problem was it was they were ripping off big runs. All right, they were ripping off big 24, 40-yard plays. You know, it just there were – and I, I just I, – I don't um, – I don't think – Aranda has answers. I don't think his assistants have answers. These are really difficult weeks. And I don't know what will happen against Houston. Houston's just coming off a 41-0 deal uh, loss. But it's unfortunate. But but things are going to have to change this offseason. Now, again, I don't know what that means for Coach Aranda. I mean, I really want to see him get to fix it. But when you have a coach who his first year he fired the offensive staff, then last year he fired the defense, he fired the defensive coordinator. Then this year, I guarantee you everybody's going to want him to fire Jeff Grimes because the offense just hadn't gotten it done. I mean, they haven't, okay? But let's not act like the defense is out there great shakes. Iowa State did whatever it needed to do. I mean, it, you know, you and, – and I – you know, you, you – the only it's it's just it's too bad that it takes getting down twenty four to six or twenty seven to six before you decide to try to do something about it, and and of course they had a chance to make it twenty seven nineteen. Now Aaron, in the new world of analytics, you know everybody's like, let's go, let's go for two, let's go for two. Why why make it a one score game? when you could try to make it even closer. Well, it's the new way of thinking. I still think the old way of thinking, get it to a one-score game and then go from there. Kick the dang extra point. I still I understand the analytics. Golly, don't don't hit me up, Rotor, if you're listening. I get why, but if you're not good at going for two, stop doing it. Actually kick a extra point. Take the free extra point. All right, Jared Sandler, Rangers, you can tell I'm a little bit, and boy, Aaron was too. Aaron was fired up after that game. I always say to put Aaron on the postgame show. Um, it is time to talk Rangers, though. Let's go to Phoenix, Arizona, and talk to Jared Sandler next. Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears welcome new Big 12 rival Houston to Waco this Saturday for a salute to service matchup at McLean Stadium. 1230 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon. It's the Bears and the Houston Cougars this Saturday. And all of the action is right here on your home for Baylor Bear football. ESPN Central Texas. 
I'm Joe Kaleo. Business owners deserve financial security and we're here to help you achieve it. Let's build a relationship and develop a financial plan that can help safeguard your business and nurture your dreams. Kaleo Wealth Management Group is a Central Texas team at UBS Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. For our client relationship summary disclosures, please visit UBS.com slash relationship summary. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they will also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cnccollisioncenter.com, and find them on Facebook. Where's your pain? Is it in your knees, hips, your back? Don't let it sideline you any longer. And don't let them tell you surgery is the only option. Hey, it's Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas, talking about QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, restoring and repairing damaged joint tissue the natural way. Get started now. So you can live big in 2024. Talk about a great use of your FSA and HSA. Put them to work getting you the relief you need so badly. Again, no drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics for free consultation. 254-415-4100. Again, 254-415-4100. That's QC Kinetics. 254 415 4100. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance has the experience to help you understand your coverage options. Whether it's auto, home, life, or business insurance, or retirement planning. Joe Wimpy is a multi-time Agent of the Year award winner, and he's proud of his longtime connection to Baylor University. His brother Jerry played football for the Bears. Uncle W.J. Wimpy was Baylor chaplain for 50 years, and his son Bo played baseball for the Green and Gold. If you're looking for a new insurance quote, call or text Joe Wimpy Agency Farmers Insurance today, 972-771-8051. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show. It's time to have Jared Sandler on. He uh, is at Chase Field. I've already seen his picture of it. He gets to the ballpark, especially for a World Series. He, he always likes to get there early, but a World Series, he rolls in there. 
many hours before the ball game. And, uh, Jared, I try to resist. For, I want to have you on, like, every game. I mean, I get this is very exciting stuff, but I do hold off because you have other responsibilities, okay? I try to remind myself, but it's not like me to show restraint. Jared, how is your view right now? Are you kind of down by uh, the dugout, or are you up in the uh, press box, or have you gone in search of food? Give us your uh, give us your location, sir. Yeah, no, I'm I'm in the booth. I'm sitting on Eric's lap while holding Matt's <laughs> hand. So we're uh, this is just a normal pregame routine, uh, and we're you know we're just trying to carry it out like we we do before every game, like we've done uh, since Eric's return. Yeah, y'all are a very extremely close bunch, uh, but the uh, the uh, the thought of you in Eric's lap, I, I, I like that. That is an interesting uh, visual. But uh, I asked Matt the other day how he celebrated uh, that win against the Astros, and he it was not a real exciting explanation. I'm hoping you, as a young man, had a little bit of champagne or something because he he was saying I had water. He said, Eric, you know, um, had, I don't, I don't know, like maybe some uh, mineral water or something. He did not speak for you. So I'm hoping I'm hoping maybe you had just because they said the Astros offered some uh, a little toast to you guys. And Matt said <laughs> because of some whatever he was taking, he decided to pass. I, I hope you, Jared, had a nice time that evening. Yeah, no, that's uh, Matt. Matt behaves. Uh, best of the three of us so there's no uh no surprise there yeah i i enjoyed a little bit you know when they were spraying uh spraying some stuff around uh you know i, I made sure that i i got a hold of some and uh i'm way back up to the booth I, I made sure to get some, some bottles and cans that were unopened so i definitely yeah. enjoyed it i also enjoyed it by soaking in alcohol all until uh, about four in the morning when i finally got to shower uh so even if uh it didn't get in my mouth. I think it just seeped through my body uh, while I uh, while I stayed in in the same clothes uh, until uh, until I was able to get home. See if you can get one of those powder blue uh, sport coats that Dave Raymond's been showing up in. I think CJ may have one of those. That's a, I mean that's a that's quite a look. Is that something you feel like they could provide uh, for you? Because you've been doing a lot of radio, but also some TV hits. I think I saw you were with Newey uh, Scruggs. Newey, uh, hopefully he's really, uh, you know, he he used to try to pay me in, like, state fair tickets. Uh, he would just kind of give me a bunch of state fair tickets. But, you know, see if you could secure one of those powder blue uh, sport coats. Those are nice. Yeah, I'm. you know, I, I'm not a, I'm not good looking enough, I guess. I didn't make the cut. You know, that was a, that was a C.J. Dave thing. It's a very, you know, they got a. Those TV guys, they, they really stick together. They're very clicky. Um, you know, sometimes CJ won't even acknowledge me. Dave asks me to write stuff down before I talk to him, and then Dave approves whether or not he likes what I write down. And if it passes the test, then I'm allowed to actually verbally engage in conversation with him. So uh, when I yeah. asked them about getting a blue jacket, uh, they just laughed and walked away. And I just kind of felt, you know, I went back to playing on the playground by myself. So. Uh, yeah. Maybe one day I'll, I'll I'll ascend to that level. No, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously. I, yeah. I, I realize as I'm saying this, I know you know I'm kidding, but I, I'd hate for someone listening to think oh, that no. uh, they're bullies like that. They're not. But uh, yeah, I you know we, I, I got to keep up with the fashion of Matt Hicks, and uh, you know I Matt's fashion levels advanced well beyond the, the baby blue jackets, and uh, 
Um, once I get to, you know, Matt Hicks's fashion level, then I yeah. think I might be able to start dictating things for the rest of the booth. Yeah, Matt's Hicks giving me been, a big thumbs up right now because he agrees. Hicks has been known to drop by a doctor's, a local doctor's, and, uh, yeah. and, and suit up. Now, Jared, this lineup change, that's kind of interesting. And, again, I we're obsessed with these lineups this time of year for, for good reason. But Evan Carter, who's been in that three-hole for much of the postseason, um, he's he's now the cleanup hitter. I don't know if this messes up any of our Mickey Mantle stuff or whatever we're doing. But uh, Adolis moves up to the three-hole, obviously wanting to break those lefties up. Um, surprise! Did it surprise you at all? Had you had had, had is this something Bochy had been kind of? pondering you you think because uh always interesting to even just a subtle change can grab our attention uh in the world series yeah you know it's saying they didn't really have to worry about against the astros because they didn't have any lefty relievers and mm-hmm. you know it was the topic of conversation in advance of game one and you know, the rangers got the win even if uh you know it did seem like that lefty lefty combo in the two and three hole with seager and carter gave the dimebacks a little bit of a matchup advantage and then you know, obviously, it just didn't work in, in game two. It wasn't specifically because of that, but the Rangers' offense didn't really have much in the tank. And so I think to some degree, just to, to change it up, but also with the way the, the Diamondbacks operate uh, out of their bullpen and the fact that Brandon Fott's not likely to go super deep. I mean, I guess, you know, if he pitches really well, he could. But, you know, this is a game where you'd probably expect the Diamondbacks to get, you know, more than, than uh, three innings, uh, possibly more than four. And if the Rangers do their job, maybe around five innings out of their bullpen. And so with that being the case and, and them having multiple lefties in their bullpen, uh, probably just wants to break up the opportunity, the potential opportunity uh, for the Diamondbacks to make some matchup decisions by splitting those guys up. So we, we'll hear Bruce Bochy talk here in about 30 minutes, and I'm sure that he'll basically echo similar sentiments. But between today and tomorrow, uh, the Diamondbacks are going to have a heavy bullpen workload, more so tomorrow than today. But I uh, expect to see a lot of a lot of Diamondbacks relievers, and I think that's a big part of it. All right, and Bochi said Saturday that Scherzer stretched out after uh, and could throw pretty close, according to Bochi, to 100 pitches on Monday. Boy, if that happened, that would be great uh, because it would mean he's likely going deep into this game. What, any worry about that cut? I never like hearing about a bullpen with, like, bandages on and stuff like that and super glue and whatever they've kind of used yeah. Yeah. to uh, to work on that cut on his throwing thumb. Um, it, but it doesn't seem like he's that concerned about it. Uh, it just doesn't – it just doesn't seem that great for a guy who uh, who hasn't been – all that sharp in his uh, in his two starts recently. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. You know, yeah, you mentioned the cotton ball super glue thing, which is you know, Miss Lippy's arts and crafts class from Happy Gilmore seemed to play uh, play a role in his uh, ability to to figure out how to work around this. But he uh, or was I say Happy Gilmore? Billy Madison, Billy Madison, that uh, wrong, wrong <laughs> of Adam Sandler's uh, catalog there. Uh, so. I don't know, you know, my if you were to tell me right now, hey, Max Scherzer is going to give the team four innings and allow one run, I would take it. You know, I would take it and not roll the mm-hmm. dice on, you know, the chance that it's something more, but certainly the chance that it's something less. Uh, but he, uh, you know, he, he seems to have a lot of confidence that he's progressing. I think the big thing for me, you know, I asked him the other day, I think it was yesterday, 
why he elected to use more of the curveball than the slider last time out. And, you know, he, he said it was more matchup based, but, you know, one of the things that we had talked about was the slider just didn't look effective. It didn't look good. And, uh, you know, I'm curious to see what the mix of pitches is for Max today when he's got the slider working, he's a totally different pitcher. It doesn't mean he can't be effective, effective without it because he does have a, a pretty deep bag of tricks, but, you know, when he's at his best, it's when his slider is working. And I'm just not sure that, uh, you know, he's he. we haven't seen him throw that pitch anywhere near that level. Uh, but I think the Rangers coming off an off day are pretty prepared to use uh, their bullpen, go to their bullpen early. And so if they can get four innings, maybe five innings, or somewhere around there with Max Scherzer and keep them in the ballgame, I think they'll take it. All right. Uh, and uh, Jared Sandler. Uh, join us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And, um, yeah, bringing up some Adam Sandler, uh, your cousin, of course. And uh, there was a great SNL sketch the other day. We don't always get those in recent years. There's one you need to watch that is, like, about the Revolutionary War that's kind of floating around. And it's a it's a comedian that a lot of people, Jared, your age, are lot loving. He's from like Tennessee. Uh, he's from like Tennessee. What, how do you say his name? Bargatze or something? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, hey, anyway, Bar- yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. You might want to check that out. Okay, you, you've got me thinking SNL now. Uh, but uh, uh, this is going to be uh, fascinating. What do you think about the uh, the D backs? Where their headspace is? They got to feel good, obviously, to get the split. They they probably are thinking, well, we should be up two zero. The Rangers' late-game heroics. How many times did that happen, Jared? Like, what were they, 1-61 in or whatever crazy going to the ninth with a uh, deficit like that? I mean, kind of amazing then to overcome it. So I guess both teams should probably feel okay, right? Because the Rangers could, you know, you know easily it could have been 0-2, and they got a split. What do you, where do you kind of, when you kind of look at it from the D-backs' headspace, where do you think they are? How do you think they feel after these, uh, after getting the split? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you know, if you want to, like you said, you want to look at it through the Rangers' lenses. Hey, you're, you're, you know, you won a game and you showed that you could win a game late. And obviously, the Rangers lost a lot of games late during the regular season, and they counted the same. So you know, they don't need to apologize for waiting until the ninth inning to get it done. But yeah, you know, you got a, a D-back team if I'm Tori Lavello. Not that I think they're lacking in confidence after what they did in game two, but, you know, yeah, you can easily say you're three outs away from being up 2-0. They've led all but three innings this or this series, and they've, you know, they've been the better team through two games. And that can switch really easily. You know, in the middle of that Astros-Rangers series, you would never believe that the Rangers were in that series, right? You know, if you didn't know what happened in games one and two, um, obviously before getting to game six and seven, if you just watch games – three, four, and five, you think, oh, I mean, these two teams aren't in the same league. Uh, so, you know, these things can change in a hurry. But, you know, if I'm the D-backs, I'm feeling really good. You know, take the names out of it. Take the reputation, uh, the, the the aura of Max Scherzer out of it, and just let's say that both these pitchers' names were Joe McGee, and you look at Brandon Fott's numbers of late and Max Scherzer's, then you'd think, well, the Diamondbacks have, a, have the advantage here. And then Bullpen games, which is what the Diamondbacks plan on rolling out tomorrow, those have not necessarily been too friendly to the Rangers. And, uh, and then, you know, obviously the Rangers get to Evaldi and, and Montgomery thereafter, and, and you feel pretty good about that, even you know, with uh, the first two games of the series playing out the way they did. But, 
Yeah, I mean, I think both teams can spin it however they want. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, anyone who thought that maybe the Rangers broke the Diamondbacks' spirits after that game one win, obviously the Diamondbacks showed uh, that folks were, were quite mistaken. And I'm very curious. I mean, today's one of those games where uh, I could see it playing out a lot of different ways. It's just tough to know exactly what you're going to get from Max Scherzer. But, you know, this is a really tough Diamondbacks lineup. Max Scherzer, for whatever it's worth, over the course of his career, has been good at controlling the running game but not as much this year in a one year sample size. When it goes against the grain, there could be some variables in place, you know, as far as the catching situation, uh, you know, but, uh, that, that he paired with, maybe it wasn't as much on him. Maybe it was more on, you know, the, the battery mate. It's tough to say, uh, but you know, that's going to be a factor. The Dynavacs uh, have stolen more than 20 bases this postseason, And, uh, you know, they will paper cut you to death. And Max Scherzer is someone who, uh, you know, has had issues giving up the home run ball. That's not as much a strength for the Diamondbacks, though with the roof open tonight, uh, the ball will carry a little bit more. So I'm I'm really curious to see how Max Scherzer stacks up against this lineup compared to an Astros lineup that very much can beat you with the home run ball. That's just not as much a a part of Arizona's identity. How is that? How is that Chase Field with the roof open? You're taking a peek at that thing. They've they've made that announcement earlier the day that they will leave it open. Um, what's that, what do those dimensions look like? Is that a, is that, I mean, as far as all the different parks you've gone to and visited, where does Chase kind of stand in that? Have you enjoyed this park in the past? Have you been there a couple times? Yeah, not really. I mean, it, it, it's whatever that bad concession items, if we're being honest, uh, not that, uh, you know, I plan on, on doing that tonight, but I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. It's pretty dark. Uh, this is like one of the darker parks. Uh, so with the roof open, that will help. I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a good press box view. Um, this is not – if I were to tell you, Matt, you got to go see 10 parks around Major League Baseball, I wouldn't put this one on the list. But um, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, everyone has their own taste or flavor. From a gameplay standpoint, Tori Lovello actually earlier today brought up some of the, the you know, the, the, the beneath the surface numbers that try and neutralize ballpark conditions uh, and said that, you know, when the ball and the roof is closed from gap to gap, the ball really does it does not carry at all. It's one of the, uh, the the toughest parts in baseball in terms of carry when you go from alley to alley. But uh, with the roof open, it plays a little more neutrally. So, you know, I'm not sure. You know, curious to see how uh, how that impacts uh, you know the the way the game is played. But I mean, I I wouldn't sit here and tell you that this is a ballpark you've got to check off on your list. Um, yeah. But I mean, it is hosting a World Series, so that's cool and. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not an awful park. I just I don't know, Eric, Matt, do you guys is this like a two thumbs up park for you, or am I crazy? Uh, Matt's giving me yeah, he's giving me kind of the yeah yeah. We all have the same reaction. It's fine. It is what it is. It's not. It's fine. Meh. Meh is a good word. M e h. Meh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I tell you, it's interesting to know both those guys are uh, sitting there. Uh, listening to you do this, y'all, y'all, y'all are tight. You just kind of do interviews right there in front of them. Uh, I, I'm too self-conscious. I would have moved to a different part of the deal, but you guys are extremely uh, tight. And uh, boy, I caught Hicks the other night. You talk about playing through it. Hicks, no sleep. I mean, he finally got a little sleep in after the flight, and then, uh, uh, and then I bet he's rallied and he's uh, he's sounding great, but. Uh, uh, this will be this will be fun, Jared. It's going to be. And also, I was looking at this list. Evan uh, Carter, as far as now that he's in the cleanup spot, we get to look at another position. 
or the youngest, you know, where does he stand in? Isn't that interesting? The youngest ever to hit cleanup in the World Series, Claudel Washington from Oakland. And that is, uh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Cabrera did it. And then uh, Ty Cobb, okay, 1907 is when Ty Cobb was getting started. So uh, it's just everything Evan does, because he's so young, is connected to some kind of big deal. But the great thing about him, he doesn't care. Clean up, three-hole. If you put him in the nine-hole, he's he's kind of unflappable. And it was funny to watch him the other, other night, like uh, sitting there with Jeter and Big Poppy, and you're like, what is this guy what must be going through this guy's head? He's 21, and he just kept saying gosh a lot. You know, he just – it's like how can such a kid be this much of a finished product? And I'm, I'm not saying he can't get better and all that, but it the whole thing, each time he plays and goes out there, Jared, you kind of almost have to remind yourself, oh, my gosh, how is this kid doing this? At 21 years old, I mean, Jared, you were you were working with the uh, USC baseball team, or probably hanging out working on your broadcasting career. Think of you at age 21. I mean, it, well, it, it, it just you just marvel at it. How about this, Matt? So this is the first World Series game hosted uh, at Chase Field since Luis Gonzalez's walk off in Game Seven against the Yankees in 2001. Evan Carter. Uh, was almost a year away from being born at that point. And I don't, I mean, that's crazy for me because I, I was old enough to remember that clearly. And I don't necessarily think of myself as a, a super old guy. I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely getting older, but I mean, it's just crazy. Evan Carter wasn't even born when that world series unfolded. So, um, you know, we're not talking about like we, we made reference to Kirk Gibson in 1988 uh, you know, a goalie's with the first walk-off home run in a game one of the World Series since then. Well, I wasn't born in 88, uh, and maybe, the, you know, maybe that meant something to, to certain people from a, a timeline standpoint, but my goodness, to think that there's a guy batting cleanup or just on the roster for the Rangers who wasn't born when Luis Gonzalez had that famous walk-off hit is kind of is kind of crazy, but I guess that's uh, that's where we are with, uh, with Evan Carter and his youthfulness. Okay, and you can't really say about yourself you're getting older and then follow it up with you don't remember you weren't born in 1988, okay, Jared? Still hold (laughs) on and embrace your youth because everybody, Hicks, Mosley, and 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 Eric, we yeah we hear that. (laughs) And then, uh, and by the way, I did want to get a quick mention of uh, your your uh, swinging for a cause. That is uh, because we've got an audience that would love to get involved in something like that. This December 3rd, 2023, at Globe Life Field. That's that's the huge part of this announcement is that you've moved this thing into like an unbelievable uh, venue for it uh, and uh, proceeds benefit the Sandlot Children's Charity. Uh, pretty awesome deal. So we'll, we'll certainly hit that a little bit more as we get closer to it but uh jared that's a uh, it's near and dear to your heart you've driven that thing so i just wanted to let our audience know a little bit about that no i appreciate it yeah we're, we're excited it when we first uh moved it we didn't know that it was going to be a venue that was going to host world series games in 2023 and hopefully it'll be the home of the world series champions but uh, you get a chance to hit and play catch on the field we'll have stuff from various sports as well so it's not going to be all baseball but 
Uh, it should be a fun event, and there's a lot more stuff on Twitter. Go to thesandlot.org for more information, and uh, hopefully we uh, we get a great crowd and really looking forward to it. Mix and mingle with celebrities. All right, I like that, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll start rolling out that list of celebrities as we get uh, closer to it. Jared, have a, great, uh, have a great evening. We really appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, Jared Sandler uh, from Chase Field getting ready for World Series Game 3. And, I, you know, that's, that's really interesting about Max Scherzer, the cut that he has, the super glue they've used. And he thinks he's stretched out. Bochy thinks he's stretched out and could go a ways. I don't think he gets anywhere close to 100 pitches. I think in those first two starts, he's had 63, and then he had 44 pitches. I think probably if he gets to 75 or 80 pitches, it means he's done really well. And if he could get you through five, six innings is a dream scenario. Five innings, four or five innings, and gives up one or two runs. I think that's great. I think that's great, and you go with it. Uh, the guy they call Fott, uh, P-F-A-A-D-T, going for the D-backs this evening. And, uh, boy, Merrill Kelly had it going the other time, uh, other night, he, and uh, got the Rangers to chase a lot, and he was really, really good. So the starting pitching for the D-backs, it was one of the first times in a while where an opposing starter just dropped the hammer on the Rangers and on the other uh, on the Rangers pitching they couldn't strike anybody out. In fact, it was Montgomery didn't get a single strikeout and it was they were 7 or 8 innings into that game before a Rangers pitcher even recorded a strikeout. Uh just were not getting any swing and miss and Martin Perez was complaining about the the calls, but hey, if you come into a 4-1 deficit and you give up a couple of runs. Nobody wants to hear you after the game talking about the umpire was squeezing you. All right, you're down 4-1. Just keep your team in the ball game. And if you don't, then you probably shouldn't be complaining about the calls. All right, it is uh, a Matt Mosley show. ESPN Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside. Let's do some NFL Blitz. Huge day of Sunday games. We hadn't even mentioned it. The old Cowboys uh, rolled to a victory, and now Eagles week is upon us. It's all next. This is ESPN Central Texas. Attention Baylor alumni near and far. Are you ready to reconnect, reminisce, and make a lasting impact? Look no further than the Baylor Line Foundation, your alumni partner for life. Whether you're a recent graduate or a seasoned alum, Baylor Line Foundation is the place to stay connected with fellow alumni through exciting events, networking opportunities, and exclusive access to Baylor stories. Rekindle old friendships and forge new ones while cheering on our beloved Bears. To find out more, visit the BaylorLineFoundation.com. 
The importance of a good set of tires on your vehicle is key for safe and efficient travel. Texas weather can drastically affect the condition of your tires. Make sure your family is safe no matter what the conditions bring. At Gish's Complete Car Care Center, they carry and service all major tire brands. Yokohama, Michelin, Goodrich, and more. Let their team of seasoned professional service technicians service your vehicle today. Also, take advantage of their easy and efficient drive-up canopy and complimentary shuttle service to get you where you need to go until they get you rolling great again. Kish's Complete Car Care Service, where keeping you safe is their business. Kish's Complete Car Care Center, located at 5300 Franklin Avenue in Waco and CompleteCarCareCenter.com. Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows and have been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. They have financing options to fit any budget. That's any budget. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. And don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, live from Lincoln Financial Field on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Save now on award-winning Buick SUVs at Richard Carr. The number one overall-rated midsize SUV by J.D. Powers, the Buick Envision, is a roomy and reliable SUV with a quiet and luxurious interior. Right now, save $4,000 on a 2023 Buick Envision or save $4,000 on a 2024 three-row Buick Enclave. Plus, qualified buyers get 1.9% financing and no payments until 2024. Call now, get here now, or log on now and drive home in your new Buick today. At Richard Carr, we give you more. The Real Texas Gun Show is Saturday, November 11th and Sunday, November 12th at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the shows. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find lots of ammo, hunting gear, collectibles, and much, much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, November 11th, 9 to 5 and November 12th from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. 
Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at myatfuels.net. That's myatfuels.net. Hi, I'm Baylor alum Dave Smith with RockMyMortgage.com. As an independent mortgage broker with 116 residential and commercial lenders, RockMyMortgage.com is your best option when you need real estate financing. With over 25 years as a mortgage consultant, I'll have you in, out, and saving money with no lender fees and low rates. Whether it's for your personal home, vacation home, or investment property, I have all the options. RockMyMortgage.com, powered by Edge Home Finance, represents you, the Baylor fan, not some big lending company. If you're looking to get pre-approved, visit me at RockMyMortgage.com today. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is uh, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, this is when we do a little bit of uh, uh, our NFL headlines, and we can uh, we can take a peek at those. And the uh, uh, Jerry Jones, uh, I, last night I had a chance after the game, or yesterday afternoon, to uh, visit with Jerry along with all the other media that was standing around. And um, and so we'll play that for you coming up here at about 4 o'clock and get Jerry, and it was really interesting. I mean, Aaron, before I let you do a few headlines here for us, I, I, I thought it was interesting that Jerry – Oh, I love it. There it is. I thought it was interesting that uh, Jerry would not poke the bear and was extremely reluctant to start talking about the Eagles. And seemingly, he had learned his lesson. I think he thinks they put too much on the Niners game. And they got they they were blown out. Uh, they, they you know that was a, a big time blowout. Since then, the Niners have lost three games to fall to five and three, and the Eagles really barely held on and had to work hard at it late in the game to uh, prevail over the Commanders. They trailed the Commanders for a good portion of this game. And then to advance to seven and one. Interestingly, Aaron, our man uh, Dak did not have the same opinion as Jerry. I mean, he he kind of was willing to talk about the Eagles and embrace it. And he had one of those lines. You know, everybody has that line they say about if you if uh, you know if if you see me in the fight with a bear, go help the bear, and. Dak was something like, if you see me in a fight with the bear, go pour honey on the bear. Or pour honey on me. Is that it? Pour. Yeah, uh, pour honey on me or something. I don't know. There's all kinds of sayings about getting in a fight with a bear. And Dak threw one of those out yesterday. It was also the first time I had interviewed an NFL player, Aaron, at Micah Parsons that was standing there in a Halloween costume, was wearing a lion uniform. 
with like a lion's head, the tail, the furry belly, and the whole thing. And he he literally had sent his mom out to buy him a lion costume on Saturday. That's always interesting, okay? When you're just sitting there just interviewing a maybe the best defensive player in the NFL who's in costume. That was a that might have been a first for me. All right, Aaron, what do we have in the way of uh, our NFL headlines? Some big injury news coming out of yesterday's game. Kirk Cousins done for the year with a season-ending right Achilles tear that he suffered in yesterday's 24-10 win over the Green Bay Packers. An MRI confirmed the tear, and the Vikings are now, according to head coach Kevin O'Connell, trying to decide how to, quote, move forward at quarterback. He said they would add a quarterback before their upcoming game. He did not say whether it would be a free agent or through a trade. All right, and to Aaron's point, um, Coach uh, O'Connell telling reporters earlier today that he had received positive feedback from offensive players regarding the manner in which fifth-round rookie Jaron Hall handled himself after replacing Cousins Sunday. Um, O'Connell still has not committed to Hall for Week 9 at the Falcons. Baylor had a game against Jaron Hall. That's the guy they faced when, well, twice. He came to Waco in one game, and I think that would have been Jaron Hall playing quarterback when BYU beat the Bears last season all right that's jaron hall um also nick mullins is in the mix there and he is eligible to return from ir after the next game all right uh so that's a um, that is at least a name they can talk to uh so interesting stuff going on with uh with the uh with the vikings A pretty big trade in the NFL today. The Giants are trading defensive lineman Leonard Williams to the Seahawks. Sources confirmed to ESPN today. The Seahawks are sending a second-round pick and a fifth-round selection to the Giants. Per the sources, the Giants are taking on most of the $10 million owed to Williams this year. The NFL trade deadline tomorrow at 4 p.m. Okay, very interesting. Say that again. Who traded for Leonard Williams? The Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks. Now, these are interesting because sometimes there's barely any compensation um, and you're just trying to move a player. This is a team that's obviously out of it and, um, and, and really maybe on the verge of tanking. And, boy, that is also a team that really had a shot to win the game and didn't get it done uh, in the Giants. Interesting one there. Seattle, obviously, you can always tell who's still trying to stay afloat and get some things done in a season by what happens at the uh, deadline. We will have Jerry Jones coming up next segment, and he addresses where the Cowboys are at the trade deadline and also gets very specific on the area of the Cowboys team where they have the most issues and where they could use the most help. Now, Aaron, I I wanted to do this one because you and I spent so much time and we thought that was so funny. It was so uh, interesting 
how the University of Houston used those uh, Oilers uniforms earlier in this season, and it was a big deal. And the Titans went out and played in the Oilers throwbacks yesterday um, via our buddy Joseph Duarte, Aaron of the Chronicle. The NFL has sent a cease and desist letter to the University of Houston for using the Oilers throwback Love Ya Blue uniform. The NFL has threatened legal action if the University of Houston does not stop the allegedly, quote, blatant copying of Oilers throwback jerseys. Um, The league also wants the school to, quote, discontinue all sales of merchandise and remove any promotional campaign or social media posts that feature the popular light blue or Columbia blue with red stripes color scheme and design. Whoa. Aaron, you remember University of Houston, we had their AD on. They wore these uniforms on September 2nd. School says that the jerseys are, quote, part of a nostalgic moment paying uh, uh, homage to a bygone era in the city's football history. Um, so I don't know how this thing will end, but interesting. And I don't know, Aaron, this thing happened back at the early September. I mean, why are we just now hearing at the end of October about a cease and desist letter? Did the, did the NFL not catch on immediately that the University of Houston put on Love You Blue uniforms? I mean, they made a big to-do, and it was, a, and they had Wade Phillips back. Like, why are we just now hearing this at the end of October? I mean, this thing happened two months ago. Very interesting. Yeah, I was trying to find the quote from there. I'd, I'd just seen it, and now I can't find it. But there was a pretty good quote from Houston's athletic director to the NFL, kind uh-huh. of uh, taking a. Kind of a backhanded jab, which I thought was really good. I'll find that. But uh, back to uh, some more NFL news. The Buffalo Bills, who have struggled to run the ball pretty much every year since Josh Allen's been there, have signed veteran running back Leonard Fournette. Fournette passed a physical and will start on the practice squad. He is expected to be moved up from the practice squad this weekend and play for the Bills. Um, that is interesting. I mean, a team that's had that much success, but is just kind of churning through <laughs> running backs. I, you know, I tell you who kind of does that is the Rams are always kind of having to look or replace backs. In fact, Aaron, there was somebody running for the Rams yesterday, and I was kind of like, "Oh wow, he's still there." <laughs> uh, like, Daryl Henderson. Yeah, yeah. After he had a good run early. I mean, he did some. He did a couple of nice things early. Of course, that game got out of hand. But Daryl Henderson, I oh, I know who that is, Aaron. I think he played at Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he like maybe with Pollard? Darryl he was. Henderson, yeah, and yeah. and he had been with the Rams for a few years prior to this year. He was cut, and I, and then they brought him back. He was on the practice squad during the week, and he ended up starting, even though they had. Basically, the only running back they had healthy was the rookie Evans uh, from Ole Miss and, and then formerly TCU, and he didn't touch the ball. It was all Daryl Henderson. 
I can't. Isn't that funny that Evans kid? Some players are caught in my mind because he was such a huge recruit mm-hmm. back in the day, like the number one such recruit for the state yeah, of Texas. TCU. Yeah. Um, that. Well, and he didn't. He didn't. And during recruiting, he didn't um, commit anywhere. You remember he like. Something was weird happened. He was with one of the better teams that always plays Duncanville for the state title, but he didn't commit, and then he finally ends up at TCU. But I, for some reason, I still think of that guy as like being a recruit. Um, Aaron, I was looking, by the way, because you got me really interested in whatever Pesman said, but I have not been able to locate it either. As you were talking there, I was... I was looking because I thought, I want to see what Pesman said, but we'll catch up on that later. Aaron, do you have one more you wanted to, to get to? Yeah, um, Thursday, uh, Thursday night football. Monday night football. How about that? The uh-huh. original. Monday night football tonight. It is the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. The Lions should get all-pro receiver Amon Rossing Brown back for tonight's game. 7-15 kick on ABC and ESPN. Okay, I, I mean, I just Aaron these games, and I get it. They'll get a they'll get a, a fine elsewhere in the country. People will be watching that. I get that. I mean, they're, they're, Monday Night Football is going to do a better rating than the World Series. I get that, but that doesn't. Again, I don't care. I I'm you know, I won't. I think Aaron's better suited now. Aaron, you're going to have to be locked in because you're producing the game tonight. Uh, over on one of our other networks on Shooter FM 92.9. But I can't even bring myself to turn it during like a commercial and go check on the football game during these Rangers playoff games. I just, it 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 is so um, edge of your seat, dramatic kind of stuff. Now, if it gets to be a blowout, maybe I'll take a peek over there at the football game. But, uh Aaron, can you even tell me, like, here's how bad, here's how I out on the Raiders. If you told me they were, what are the Cowboys now, 5-2? and two? If you told me the Raiders were 4-3, and three, I would believe you, and I would believe, like, 2-5. and five. I would think it, they probably edge more toward the 2-5. and five. What are the Raiders now? That's a good question. In the- <laughs> <laughs> like, I closed it out. I thought we were going no, to break. No, no, no. It's okay. That's okay. Um, I, I just. It's just funny how, boy, most of the NFL. I am. I stay very in tune to what all the teams are doing, but once I decide a team is kind of done, I just. I'll almost not even look back to see how they're doing, and I've kind of three already. And four. Made, what are they, three and four? <laughs> yeah. They're, See, they're not completely out of it, but in my mind they are. I have moved on from the Las Vegas <laughs> Raiders. All right, let's get ready to listen to some Jerry Jones. Uh, this was after the game last night, and I had a chance to catch up with Jerry. Uh, we'll play that for you next. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. What's the most important thing to you when car shopping? quality vehicle, outstanding reputation, a dealership you can depend on. Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. 
But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality. Waco values. Road trip. Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Every closed loan is entered for a chance to change their loan rate to 0%. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org. Member NCUA. English Maids is a residential and commercial cleaning company servicing Waco Temple and surrounding Central Texas communities. Owned and operated by Kay English and Laura English Thurman. Each employee goes through a complete extensive maid servicing training, screened by national background checks, and bonded. You'll always receive excellent service from people you can trust. Look them up at EnglishMaids.biz. That's EnglishMaids.biz. Do you know your butcher by name? Not by which overpriced grocery train they work for. You need to meet my butcher, Jaime here at Fortson's Meat Market. Jaime the butcher has been cutting meat for over 25 years and he still loves it. To Jaime, cutting meat to your desire is like art. Each steak is a masterpiece that improves the look of your grill. I'm Rob Fortson from Fortson's Meat Market, a full-service meat market in Robinson, and I would love you to come by and get to know Jaime the butcher. You'll only find him at Fortson's, where we specialize in the best Texas raised beef, chicken, and pork. No hormones, no fillers. We also carry a great lineup of homemade sausages, jerky, bacon-wrapped quail, frog legs, boudin balls, and more. Like us on Facebook to get daily updates on specials and freezer boxes. And we're even open on game day, Monday through Saturday from 9 to 6. Maybe it's time you met your new butcher at Fortson's Meat Market, just south of the Circle in Robinson. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, live from Lincoln Financial Field on this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. Hurry in for great deals while they last on model year 22 and 23 equipment with United Ag and Turf's year-end closeout sale. Zero down and 0% financing for 84 months is available on any new John Deere compact tractor. Need more than a tractor? We have an extensive range of tractor packages, all configured for different needs. See the complete lineup of deals at unitedagandturf.com. Proud sponsor of the Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo. Ends 10-27-23. Subject to approved credit with John Deere Financial. Some restrictions may apply. See dealer for details. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. 
Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Boy, lots of uh, interesting things happening. Uh, we've got a lot to get to today in our Campus Confidential at 440. We've already had uh, Jared Sandler live from Chasefield um, checking in with us and um, getting us ready for Game 3 tonight of the World Series. And uh, he was right there in the booth already kind of preparing for the game tonight. Matt Hicks and Eric Nadell and Jared as they uh, as they prepare to uh, to call uh, tonight's game, Rangers Radio Network. You'll hear that on ninety two nine Shooter FM. All right, and uh, uh, so just kind of prepare for that. Listen to us until six o'clock. The uh, pregame will start up at about six thirty, and then first pitch at seven o three. And again, that's over on Shooter FM. 92.9 FM, uh, and you can hear that World Series Game 3. Uh, I was at the Cowboys game yesterday. It got away from the Rams. It was weird how it happened. Uh, three of the first four plays, Dak sacked. On the third one, they called illegal contact, I believe, uh, on a uh, Rams DB. Gives them a free first down. And they never look back. They go 77 yards on that one. Uh, a great catch and throw um, to Jake Ferguson, the tight end. And they just beat up on the Rams. Rams kind of tried to climb back in. Got it to 33-17. But then they ran a pass play to their quarterback, who already had injured his hand. And he hurt his hand even more trying to make the catch. And he couldn't play the rest of the game. Good job, guys. Good job. Your quarterback has a compromised thumb, so why don't you send him out on a pass route and then have him bang it on the ground? Uh, Rams (laughs) never recovered, and uh, the Cowboys uh, end up winning that game 43-20. to So Jerry Jones was obviously in a really good mood after that one. You'll hear my voice. You'll hear other voices. Here is our post-game conversation with uh, uh, a, a triumphant Jerry Jones moments after the Cowboys win over the uh, Rams. Those made uh, were uh, uh, just so, uh, uh, so accurate and so, if you will, timely. Uh, to me, this is maybe one of Dak's best games, period. And then you add in what he, you know, the way he's, Moving about, uh, making plays with his feet, helping overcome for the running game that has not been there as you guys hope. I just want y'all to keep making him mad. 
<laughs> no, seriously. You know, it motivates him to uh, be challenged. And uh, he uh, practices that way. And I'm just glad that our fans in particular, but that everybody can see him when uh, he's got some things working for him. And then, uh, of course, our defense special teams backed him up out there today and gave him uh, a lot of opportunity. So uh, uh, just a great game to have for our fans here at home. That moment for tomorrow's where at halftime, how much did it mean to you and how special is that? Well, he's, uh, of course, uh, our sack leader with uh, this team. Uh, and very well could could have the talent and had the maybe if um, uh, we had the opportunity could have been the all-time sack leader. But he's our all-time sack leader, and uh, that uh, uh, he is uh, uh, Marcus is just getting started. And I know we're recognizing him for on the field and his time in the NFL. I always point out what he did for his teammates on both sides of the ball. Helped uh, coach him. But uh, DeMarcus Ware is just getting started in his life. I like to say he's just a puppy. And uh, he's got a great time ahead of him. He's aware. Uh, he's got a great foundation of confidence. And uh, he's going to really uh, uh, take what he's got now. And we're going to be proud of him. And we want to be with him every step of the way and uh, let him really influence life. What's your concern for Tyron Smith and now Chuma at left tackle in your left tackle position? Well, we uh, uh, actually, we all thought Tyron was going to go until the last second. And uh, probably uh, 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 a better part of Valor was to uh, not play him today. But, uh, uh, again, I hate to keep saying it, but Super Bowl might have been a different story. Okay. Uh, but we didn't want him to get another stinger out there on top of, uh, of what he's had. But uh, uh, he'll work through this, as he always had all of his career. And I'm not for sure about uh, a player at 71's injury, so uh, I'm not for sure what kind of shape we're going to be in here on numbers. What do you think of Deron Bland's performance? He came in the fifth round a couple of years ago, and now he's got three pick sixes. Well, you've got to uh, uh, really uh, check that box. Uh, you don't have them right uh, a lot of times when you're picking them in the draft. And uh, uh, so uh, uh, that's the case. Uh, uh, he's had, uh, really, he's been in a good situation here, uh, but he showed quick. He's had a lot of work, but he uh, deserves it. And uh, uh, he's, uh, he's just what we see. And he's made big plays for us so far this year. He'll make big plays in my mind. Jerry, did Mike send his team a message after Dak got sacked the first three plays of the game, and then he kept calling plays to keep Dak in the pocket and attack downfield, and then they carried through on right down the field and scored. Well, the first thing we all said when we saw him was, uh, you weren't going to let up, were you? You were going to go downfield and you were going to uh, uh, make them pay, and he did. And uh, shows confidence he's got in Dak, confidence he's got in, uh, frankly, uh, uh, the receivers. Uh, 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 they were in there uh, uh, a few times. We made some plays that uh, the defense was right on us, had us covered pretty well. But the throws were so accurate, and the receivers caught it well. Uh, that really, uh, we took a, a step up today in our offense. And uh, uh, we did some things that against a uh, team that we respect a lot, their staff, their ownership, uh, and they've got some good football players. All right, and, and as Jerry Jones after the game, we'll hear a little bit more because it was funny 
he, he, he was not ready to talk about the Eagles. Now, the Chuma Adoga, who filled in for Tyron Smith at left tackle, uh, got some good news on him. I don't think it's quite as bad as they had first thought, so I don't think he'll be out that long. And then Tyron Smith should be able to play against the Eagles, so you could have an uh, offensive line at full strength. Now, Dak put up great numbers, did throw well on the run. That's a very pedestrian uh, secondary the uh, Rams put out there. I, I got to uh, hand it to CD, was getting open. They obviously have great chemistry. Cooks right there at the line on, on one of those plays, apparently – uh, Cooks is the one who recommended it to Mike McCarthy and, uh, and said, hey, I promise you this will be open, and it ended up being a touchdown. And just right off the – I mean, they were there was one of those touchdown throws when they were kind of starting to pull away, which happened quickly, but to CD, where CD just ran this route and he and he just froze the defensive back to the point it was a former oh it's a former Georgia cornerback and I believe his name's Kendrick and he just froze him on the route and when he did the end cut he got himself wide open Kendrick tried to close hard at the end but couldn't get it done so and I I thought the tight ends I mean if Ferguson starts to step up and it appears that he is you get a whole nother weapon now you can't be down there there was one ball that got tipped kind of right there around the line of scrimmage it went off McEwen's hand and they picked it off I mean in a close game in a tight game you cannot be down there you know doing that in the red zone didn't end up hurting the team but it bears uh watching all right, Aaron, let's continue. This is Jerry Jones after the game when I was uh, able to visit with him. Uh, and you'll hear coming up some thoughts uh, when we kind of start quizzing him on the Eagles. This is Jerry Jones in the aftermath of the uh, Cowboys 43-20 win over the Rams. You are uh, too early to talk about next week's showdown against the Eagles? Yeah, yeah. Let's, don't, uh, let's soak this one up. You want to wait. I don't want to do anything to poke the bear. <laughs> okay. What about in terms of your offensive line depth? Are you feeling like maybe you need to make a little bit more but, of a move with the offensive line depth? Well, we've, thank goodness we've got some good depth, and we've been developing depth. And so uh, what I can speak to, I wouldn't, uh, I don't have anything other than tangible is to look at our depth, our position flex in the offensive line. I feel good about our offensive line. Get, get, getting back to the trade deadline, anything? Everybody you? in the league looking for a starting offensive lineman. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you told us Thursday that none was cooking. Is anything, you know, brewing now or where are you going? Not that I sense. I, I think uh, it's fair, accurate to say um, uh, it uh, doesn't look like we'll be doing anything, but uh, uh, we've done it in a shorter notice than what we're dealing with here. So bottom line is uh, to give you the best bit, it doesn't look like that uh, we'll be doing anything. Does how you play today impact that at all? 
and the type of win that you guys have? No, I really meant it when I said it uh, last week. It doesn't look like we're going to do anything, and it, and it has to do with our communication around the league and really what uh, logically uh, we uh, could um, uh, do. If, if, if you really looked at our team right now, the biggest need is depth in the offensive line, really, more so than any place else. And so uh, uh, one of the problems with that is that you just about can say that about every team there is. And when I say depth, somebody that can step up there and play like uh, we had to step up today. That kind of depth, playing, playing, uh, starting kind of depth. Do you think this is a second chance to show what you are after what happened against San Francisco coming up this week? Well, the kinds of games that we're having this year, uh, I just want to uh, keep making those uh, those plays. And uh, uh, if we'll... Like we turned around, we had a great drive, had a real good drive in the second half to, with our second possession, our first possession of the second half. Uh, but if we'll keep doing those kinds of things and then uh, those turnovers, uh, you put a turnover on top of it and then you can pin your ears back. And a different ball game if we're sitting in here, going around here 10-7, you know, uh, 10, uh, uh, four, whatever you want to put the score up there, but one score game, different ball game out here. You talked about the offense taking a step. You know, last couple of weeks, I mean, you know, there was, you won early, but there were questions about the identity of the offense. Do you think they're kind of gaining some consistency, continuity on offense? I do, I do. And what I think you should have confidence in is the uh, passing connection uh, with Dak and his receivers. Okay. And I'm including our tight ends in there too. We ought to feel better after that. Do you, do you feel like this well, not is only their stats, but we just ought to feel better how they looked. Right. Uh, I like the, the thing he's got going with his tight ends, mm -hmm. and I like the attitude of what those tight ends do after they catch the ball. Mm -hmm. It's a good bunch. Mike McCarthy has talked about this being kind of a defensive first team, having a defensive identity. Do you look at that way, or do you think the offense can catch up to where they're on, on even par? Oh, I, I, I sense balance. And I'm also going to throw in more than I have in several years of uh, uh, special team. And uh, I really think Mike, who preaches that to all of us, I really think he's on his way to uh, putting together a, a totally balanced uh, team around all three faces. To me, that's what that showed out there but today. Speaking of the, the running game hasn't been what you guys have hoped. And can you talk to what's needed there? Uh, to step back when they set up for the run and step back and have Dak have a game and Lamb have a game and Tobert have a game like they had today. That'll help your running game or, to, or uh, put some uh, change of plans on the defense better than anything there is, okay. is to step out there and uh, throw them out of their defense. Okay. And that's been a little bit of an issue. They have said, throw it, throw it. We're going, we want you to throw it. So you don't need running back help? Well, uh, no. No, I like our running backs. Okay. Were yeah, you, I don't want to. I don't want to dismiss anything, but uh, uh, that is not a pointed position of need here at all. You find not yourself, on the radar. Okay. You peek at the Eagles like in a game like today, another divisional game going on. Do you kind of peek over to see what's going on? Yeah, there? we had it on all. Mm -hmm. We had it on the whole time, and uh, so uh, we had, uh, of course, our game all over the place up there and sure. looking at it. But certainly, we had that Eagle game going the whole game.
but you don't want to talk about what that next game means, huh? No, no. We'll skip this <laughs> Still got to soak it in a little bit. Is, is, good. is, that, a, is, that, a, is that a lesson learned from last time when we, you put too much on that 49ers game? I've made every kind of mistake talking about it too early or late that you can make. And, yeah, I learned from that one, too. Okay. Right. My problem is I don't learn from these <laughs> All right, um, good stuff from Jerry there, and uh, he he's uh, he's trying not to uh, not to talk about the Eagles. I think that will prove uh, um, impossible for him. I think he'll eventually uh, do that. I I uh, it's very. I mean, I, just to to hear him go through all of that. Um, there's just a lot there to unpack. And I think um, this is going to be another measuring stick type game. And when we were doing our podcast yesterday, Ed Werder basically said the Cowboys have to win this game. You know, I don't, they're not going to be favored to win it. I think to gain some credibility and then to basically uh, cause a tie a virtual tie in the NFC East race, uh, a win would be enormous. But uh, there's a lot riding on it, and it's coming up this Sunday at uh, at 325. So uh, very excited about it, and we'll be getting you ready throughout the day. Also excited about Game 3 of the World Series. We are now less than three hours away from first pitch, and you can hear that on uh, our family of networks here at 92.9 Shooter FM. And we'll have that for you tonight. Uh, You'll be able to listen to that as you make your way around town. All right, uh, we'll continue, and uh, lots to go today. Uh, A very, very important Campus Confidential, lots of interesting directions to go, but I have some uh, nuggets to share with you on Rangers Game 3 of the World Series, Rangers D-backs. That is next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Back goes Jones, down goes Jones. Only heard here. Parsons beat the left tackle clean. All season. It's another two-sack game. For Michael Parsons. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from Lincoln Financial Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles. Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away in McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. 
First Central Credit Union is opening doors to home ownership. First Central's open-door mortgage loans up to 95% of the appraised home value with low closing costs, no points, low origination fees, flexible terms, and competitive rates. Consider refinancing your mortgage or securing land for building. We loan up to 75% of the appraised value of land. Apply online at firstcentralcu.com. Everything we do, we do for you. Some restrictions apply. Equal housing lender. Member NCUA. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Are you ready to have your garage back? Check out Lone Star Structures, affordable storage sheds, cabins, greenhouses, and dog kennels. Lone Star Structures is family-owned, and their skilled craftsmen have been building top-notch storage sheds for more than 25 years. Browse their available inventory at LoneStarStructures.com or customize your own with their 3D shed builder. Stop by today at Highway 77 in Rosebud Lot. Call 254-583-4411 or visit LoneStarStructures.com. Lone Star Structures. Buy local. Buy from folks you can trust. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Need help cleaning your home? Call English Maids. They can help you clean up from summer or get you ready for the holiday guest. Their locally owned and operated team, led by Kay and Lauren English, is dedicated to providing professional, punctual, and quality cleaning services. Their maids have had extensive training and are nationally screened and bonded. When you choose English Maids, you're choosing trust and superior service. Call them today at 254-235-6373 or visit EnglishMage.biz for a free estimate. You'll always receive quality service from people you can trust. Dooley Noted Law is a firm without the sledgehammer. I'm Michael Dooley, and you don't have to press one to talk. I'm not a fast food restaurant, and I don't wear a suit and tie, unless you want me to. I've met so many Central Texans who want to start a business with an online service. Cheap on the front end, but it creates a poor foundation. Dooley Noted Law creates an affordable, strong base to keep the money that you've earned in your pocket. Let's meet at DulyNoted.com, a human side of the law. Need help with investments or insurance? How about retirement? Let Colby Witt at Witt Financial Group help secure your today and your tomorrow. Making financial decisions isn't easy. That's why Witt Financial Group can help understand what's right for you. Specializing in 401k rollovers, insurance planning, and saving tax dollars through strategic planning. Call Witt Financial Group today at 254-723-5471. That's 254-723-5471. Witt Financial Group, located in Waco. Don't wait. Call today. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. We do have Campus Confidential coming up at 440. And, um, man, there's a lot going around out there. Um, 
the uh, it's interesting too. You know, Rice also did Aaron that "Love You Blue" thing that Houston did, and the they think Rice may avoid the backlash that University of Houston is getting from the NFL. Because this is according to Mike Craven from uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, by because the Oilers played at Rice Stadium for three years back in the day, and that may be a loophole. <laughs> isn't that isn't that interesting? A um, little bit of breaking news just on the uh, NBA. Oh, there we go. Aaron's all over it. Um, Multiple sources are are uh, uh, well. This is this involves Kyrie Irving. Uh, he has a left foot sprain, and he ends up on the injury list for the Mavs. He's listed as questionable versus the Grizzlies this evening. All right, Aaron, it's all starting uh, now again. C- could this be load? management the dreaded load management you never know you never know now on an injury note with the cowboys um apparently todd archer's reporting that of espn that tyron smith did want to play versus the rams but the doctors would not let him um susceptible to a stinger just three days after he had one in practice and still had symptoms the hope is that he is able to go this week, but not for certain. Aaron, I always am worried. I mean, obviously, you'd love to see him get to play and help the Cowboys and all of that. But these guys that have had, like, multiple, multiple stingers over the years and already have neck injuries, I mean, to keep playing year after year, uh, that's tough. That's tough because you know they're going to have stuff for – a lot of years to come, but we will see. The top graded linebacker after eight weeks for the Dallas Cowboys, Aaron, is none other than Marquise Bell. According to uh, Pro Football Focus, PFF, he is the number one graded linebacker uh, after, um, um, wow, wait, I think this is all of the NFL maybe? That's crazy says, Cowboys linebacker Marquise Bell is officially PFF's number one graded linebacker after eight weeks at a 90.0. Wow. I, that, that, now I think this is uh, even more amazing. All right. So there is, there is that news. And then, Aaron, a little bit of uh, Baylor news today. A $2 million gift from a couple of Baylor parents will endow a new faculty chair focused on the role of Christian faith in healthcare. Christian faith in, in healthcare, and that would be Scott and Susan Orr. Scott and Susan Orr. How do I know that name? Susie Orr of the Woodlands. I somehow know the Orr family, but that's pretty cool. And um, 
That will be within the Medical Humanities Program. All right, and uh, that'll there'll be an endowed chair though, so millions coming in. Um, all right, or family, way to go! Now, a tweak in uh, if you're just joining us, the Rangers lineup today. The Rangers are changing their lineup for Game Three of the World Series, and this was an interesting one, and it has to do with the fact that the Diamondbacks have so many excellent left-handed relievers, all right? The Rangers are moving Adolis Garcia up to the three-hole, so it'll be Simeon Seager and Garcia in the three-hole, and rookie Evan Carter goes to the cleanup. He's going to hit fourth. Garver fifth, Heim sixth, Lowe seventh, Young eighth, and Tavares ninth. So basically, Garcia and Carter flip. Why is that? Well, it's to make it a little trickier on uh, Tori Lovello from the Diamondbacks when they're trying to decide what to do with their left-handed relievers. And so that this way, the Rangers will not have back-to-back lefties in Seager and Evan Carter, okay? It'll go Seager, the left-handed hitter, Adolis, the right-handed hitter, and then Evan Carter hitting uh, from the left side is how the Rangers will do that, all right? And... Uh, Again, Rangers have been so great on the on the road, and this thing will go 7.03 tonight uh, on Fox. If you want to watch it, you want to listen to it, we'll have it. 92.9 Shooter FM. All right, as Scherzer goes for the Rangers and Fott, P-F-A-A-D-T, goes for the D-backs. Scherzer has not gone deep into these games. The hope is his third start of the postseason, he can go a little bit longer. Bochi was set to talk just a little while ago um, and was going to maybe clarify some things. But there is thought that Scherzer could go 100 pitches I don't think he will. That would be a great sign if he gets anywhere close because I think that would mean uh, even if he gets to 80 pitches, 63 is the most he's thrown in an outing in the postseason. Last one out, he only made it 44 pitches. That would mean he made it through either the fifth or sixth inning. All right, so uh, we'll keep an eye on that. He has a cut on his arm. Oh, excuse me, on his thumb. And his bullpen the other day, they had to bandage it up and use super glue. And he said it's, quote, been kind of arts and crafts uh, keeping him ready to go. Now, just a, just a couple minutes ago, Bochi reaffirmed that the Rangers haven't named a starter for tomorrow night for game four. Um. 
the one thing he said about it is we have some candidates. Is John Gray one of them? Sure. Sure. The other thing they could do, they've used Dunning quite a bit already in this series. They Heaney is they've tried to do the Heaney and then follow him up with Dunning. They could also do that and involve Martin Perez. There's a couple of different ways they could go. But John Gray, who hasn't pitched a lot and hasn't really been stretched out, is an option apparently for game four. Would it still be would it be more of a of a bullpen game? Yeah, probably so. Probably so. Uh Roof is open for tonight's World Series game at Chase Field. And I think it'll look beautiful, and we'll get ready to go. And that's 7.03 tonight. Uh, and that can be heard, 92.9 Shooter FM. And our own um, Aaron Sexton will be right in the middle of all of that. Okay, it is um, time for something we call Campus Confidential. That is next. Coach Dave Aranda and the Bears. Welcome, new Big 12 rival Houston, to Waco this Saturday for a salute to service matchup at McLean Stadium. 12.30 for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 2.30 kickoff Saturday afternoon. It's the Bears and the Houston Cougars this Saturday. And all of the action is right here on your home for Baylor Bear football. ESPN Central Texas. Save thousands of dollars on a new or used boat at Marineland Boating Center's Fall Clearance Sale. Marineland is now your local dealer for Mercury motor-powered national bestsellers, Tracker, Sun Tracker, Nitro, and Tahoe. So we're clearing out our previous inventory, and many of our boats are now priced at dealer invoice costs. You won't find these prices anywhere else. Or you can be one of the first to buy a new 2024 model Tracker with a powerful Mercury motor. Only at Marineland Boating Center, I-35 and Loop 340. Marineland Boating Center is an authorized WRNG boat dealer. Are you ready to elevate your Waco experience to a whole new level? Look no further than the Baylor Club, where you can indulge in one-of-a-kind luxury and unwind in our exclusive lounge area. Located in the heart of McLean Stadium, this elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs. With a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality, we take pampering to a whole new level. For interest in membership or to schedule your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Are you ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas' premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfied clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. It's 9.30 on a Saturday night. You're at the ballpark getting hot dogs for the kids, and your debit card doesn't work. Lucky for you, Central National Bank's after-hours service is ready to help you get out of all kinds of ninth-inning jams. Just contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a local person who can answer questions and fix problems. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. 
Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddix Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddix Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook, license TACLB106271E. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. Payments for qualified buyers at 5.9% for 72 months, 5,000 down, cash or trade, DTL, extra CD dealer details. Road construction continues, and so do the savings at Richard Carr's pre-owned construction sales event. Qualified buyers can get a pre-owned 2017 Nissan Sentra for $150 a month, a 2015 Mercedes C250 for $241 a month, or a 2017 Ford F-150 XL for $390 a month. Overnight, thoroughly inspected pre-owned vehicles in stock. 100% approval is always our goal. Call, log on, or get here now for the pre-owned construction sales event at Richard Carr. At Richard Carr, we give you more. The Real Texas Gun Show is Saturday, November 11th and Sunday, November 12th at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the shows. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find lots of ammo, hunting gear, collectibles, and much, much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, November 11th, 9 to 5, and November 12th from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. Campus Confidential is sponsored by Jim Turner Chevrolet. Jim Turner Chevrolet is just a heartbeat away in McGregor, and they will treat you like family. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. All it is, Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas. Thank you, Jim Turner Chevrolet. Thank you for, boy, your support of Baylor Athletics and then your long-term association with the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, it is... uh, it has been a great partnership. Appreciate you, Derek, Clay, the whole gang out there as they continue to do such an amazing job. Aaron, where are we today with um, Campus Confidential? We will start with the architect of one of the worst offenses in the history, if not the worst, in the history of Power 5 schools, Iowa Offensive Coordinator Brian Ferentz, the son of longtime coach Kirk Ferentz, and whose contract, and the offense's historic struggles have drawn national attention, yep. will not draw, return for the 2024 season. Interim Athletic Director Beth Getz, who supervises parents because of Iowa nepotism laws, made the announcement <laughs> Monday after discussing this situation with both Brian and head coach Kurt Ferentz. Nepotism laws. That was a first Iowa. for me. Yeah, way to, way to really enforce those. <laughs> right. Because... Uh, Ferentz has only been with his dad now for about 20 years, it seems. Um, man, I, I kind of – he probably a long time ago when this thing started to go south, 
should have tried to find another gig. This thing's only gotten worse. They had to put that embarrassing. He had to reach certain goals under the last AD. Now poor Beth is in there serving as the interim AD and has to step in and announce that he's not coming back, but he is going to serve the rest of the year. Meanwhile, Aaron, as horrible as their offense has been, guess what? I mean, we'd kill to have their record at Baylor right now. They're 6-2, and two, and they're announcing the, <laughs> that the contract's not going to get renewed for the offensive coordinator. The whole thing, I mean, I, and again, I, it's embarrassing for Ferentz, the, uh, for Ferentz, the dad, for the, the, the coach and everybody. And if you're going to come out and make this announcement in the middle of the year, don't make him keep coming in. Let him go. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, the whole thing is it was crazy in the first place. It's a good lesson to everybody. Aaron, if they start to put you on probation, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, I had somebody years ago, like, they were trying to give people pay cuts. And I remember they were they were like, hey, we'll let you make this back. Oh, guess what I needed to do, Aaron? It was up in the Metroplex, right? It was like. You needed to win. I just needed to be first in every. I needed to beat every single, like, music, classic rock. I just needed to be first in every category <laughs> over, like, a two-month period. And I would make every bit of my money. I mean, it's just, you know, just a joke. And so. Uh, this Brian Ferentz, when this thing went south, even two or three years ago, should have should have tried to leave. But again, he didn't, and he stayed there. And the the Iowa, it, it's just it's bad. I mean, like there's almost none of these dad son things that ever work out. It didn't, um, you know, the guy at K State for so long of course, wanted his son to be like R.C. Slocum had his son, Sean, on staff all those years. And, at you know, at K-State, now at Iowa, it's extremely rare, which is why, Aaron, you've got family members on that U of H staff. That's That'll be tough because as great as, uh, as, as Kellen is um, – you know, Kelvin's son, I almost wish he could go get a head coaching job somewhere else and then come back. Because when you have one of those uh, things in place, it rarely works. Hopefully it will at the U of H. But uh, uh, that was, uh, I mean, of course, I'm thinking about Bill Snyder. I think he had a son named Sean Snyder. Those things, and he wanted him to be the eventual head coach. Those things rarely work out, and they get awkward, and it certainly has uh, at Iowa. I mean, Aaron, think about that, what we just did. We did a whole story on them basically saying they're firing a coach, but he's going to get to stay till the end of the year, and they're 6-2. and two. I mean, they're having a pretty good year, having a pretty good season. But uh, what a strange situation at uh, Iowa. As one more note on Iowa, their game this weekend against Northwestern has an over-under, or it did this morning, of 29-and-a-half, and that is the lowest ever, or it's the lowest they can find for a college football game. 
Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'll, I can. I can only tell you. I'll be paying attention to a lot of different games. <laughs> that one will not be among them. I was. I. I mean, these teams that are so bad, by the way, or at least on offense, they they're always like hanging around, almost either playing in the the Big Ten championship game or like in the mix. Think about that, Aaron. Every year, you're like, you look up and go, "Well, Wisconsin's not very good. Iowa's not very good. Some of these other teams." Like I'm always like, well, how are they play? How are they up for like leading their division? I mean, Penn State <laughs> didn't do anything in that game recently. They were playing. Was it Ohio State? Penn State? Like that was supposed to be a huge game, and you should see what Penn State did in that game. Like it was hor- It was horrific on <laughs> offense. It was. And and yet you looked at the final score, you're like, well, they must have gotten killed in that game. And I swear they lost that game 20 to 12. They were in the game and they couldn't get a first down. Like I think they had like six first downs the whole game, and they somehow only lost 20 to 12 in that game. Oh my goodness. The Wall Street Journal reported last night that Michigan had rescinded a contract extension offer to head coach Jim Harbaugh among the current scandals. Harbaugh today said that that report was not accurate. He said, quote, I wouldn't say that's accurate. No, a social told ESPN's Tom Van Heron that Harbaugh was instructed to just, quote, not sign the contract offer yet. University <laughs> spokesman published a statement Sunday night stating that the school does not comment on employment <laughs> contracts until they're fully executed. Way, that- that's the same as rescinding it if they told That's you not to thought. sign it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Hack, can you not sign that yet? We don't want to make it official. Hey, uh, hey, I mean, he what he should be doing is signing it in a hurry. Now, Gundy used to do this. This is an old college football trick. They give you a contract, and then you just kind of sit on it forever. I mean, I. it's kind of interesting how these things work. Now, again... When you get in trouble, like like uh, Harbaugh appears to be, that's when you should have signed it. Once the the minute you knew something was brewing, right. you should have grabbed that thing and signed it. Now again, the problem is they'll try to pull what Michigan State's tried to pull, and oh, we love Mel Tucker. Oh wait, oh wait, we're not good anymore. Oh, Mel Tucker's under fire. We're firing him for cause. How much money does that save Michigan State, Aaron? Probably somewhere in the neighborhood of about a hundred to hundred and twenty million dollars. I mean, that's a bunch of money they just saved. Oh, Mel, Mel, how dare you? How dare you act like that? Have you not heard of our morals clause, Aaron? If if Mel Tucker had been sitting there at about at 6-0, and 7-0, or whatever it was this season, and this scandal had to happen, <laughs> oh, man, they would have circled the wagons. Mel, we're going to ride this out with you. I do not know how Michigan yet can circle the wagons on this thing because this, this sign stealer is too close to them. Like, if they could somehow not have those pictures of him on the sideline and all this paperwork where, 
I mean, they could somehow try to make him out as some rogue guy. Let me just tell you, the lawyers and the Michigan people have been holed up trying to find any way to, to make this guy into a rogue uh, uh, former military guy who just got carried away. Because the elements are in place. Um, he's written a manifesto uh, for Michigan football. He's been obsessed with Michigan. He's a guy that let this thing kind of get in, out of control even when he was at the Naval Academy. There are some things in place to paint him as kind of a rogue character. But, man, I think he was getting reimbursed. He was getting reimbursed by somebody on all these all these sign-stealing trips. I don't think they're going to be able to duck this thing. Meanwhile, they've got a they've got a national title to go play for. Aaron, if this guy's clean, if if Ta- if uh, Jim Harbaugh is clean, he's got to get out there and say it immediately, and he hasn't yet. The only statement he's given is he hasn't knowingly, you know, I think he did say something like that, which, by the way, I, I'm afraid he's going to have a hard time proving. He's, he's saying he didn't knowingly do any of this stuff. I'm just saying <sighs> there's a lot. I think I don't think they're going to be able to walk him out of here on this deal. Um, is he going to be an NFL head coach next season? Maybe. Maybe. I, I just you've got you've got an easier time walking urban back into college football than you do getting Harbaugh where he needs to go. Because Harbaugh's out and out looking like he might have been involved in a cheating scandal. Whereas Urban was just an idiot who got filmed doing some weird stuff at a bar. Uh, and ran a rogue programs at Ohio State and Florida. Somehow, Aaron, some rogue programs, coaches can... It's funny how if you win multiple national titles, and and there's no doubt, Urban Meyer is dirty as all get out. I mean, he is not a... He is an unsavory character. But I can also say that Urban Meyer is a top-five all-time college football coach. He is. He's not as good as Saban, and I would I would put him behind maybe like Bear Bryant. And I, but I, he's right there with Dabo as far as like all-time great college football coaches. He just doesn't have the moral fiber that Dabo has and that some others have. All right, Aaron, continue. A police investigation is underway after members of the Colorado football team reported they were missing jewelry following the team's 28-16 loss to UCLA Saturday. The UCLA Athletic Department confirmed in a statement that a report was filed to the Pasadena Police Department following the game regarding items stolen, reportedly stolen from the Buffalo's locker room. The type or amount, the type or amount of jewelry or whom it belonged to has not been specified, but a video was reposted on social media by Colorado safety Cameron Silman Craig in which he and several Buffalo's players were discussing the incident and talking about jewelry they had stolen. He posted later in all caps, in the locker room, would think your stuff's safe, man, it's crazy. Yeah. 
Well, did they lose the game, Aaron? They did. Mm, okay. Watch. I'll, I'll just say, I, I've got a little nose for these kind of stories. And he tried to pull some, when When Dion was at Jackson State, there was a big, his stuff was, it was like Dion's stuff was stolen. And that story kind of went away. And that, that ended up being a weird, let me just say, when Dion's involved, there's always going to be other stuff going on. And some of these, oh, my gosh, we had a bunch of jewelry stolen. Sometimes you got some misdirection plays that happen. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they did. And I here's what I pray, Aaron. In the new Big 12 and in the new Big 10 that UCLA's in, let's have some better security. Let's have, Aaron, let's have, like, I was looking at after the uh, – after the Cowboys game last night, Aaron, I was up in the, I was getting waiting for Werder to to do the podcast, and I looked down, and I counted like forty to fifty security, and they were all standing in line at about the ten yard line after the game, as if to keep all the families and little kids and everybody hanging out down there, keep them out of the end zones. Oh Lord, what would happen? if some of the little kids got into the end zones. But I just thought to myself, can you imagine needing to have like 40 to 50 security to just make sure none of the family, like the 50 to 75 post-game like family members keeping them out of the end zones? Aaron, I think the Pac-12, the now defunct Pac-12, and the Big Ten – in the Big 12, I think we could afford to have better security around those locker rooms. All right? So let's uh, address this. But I just find it a little bit funny that these weird jewelry, these stolen jewelry stories always pop up after after uh, Dion loses a game. All right? just I just want to <laughs> remind you and provide some context to this story. Uh, all right, Aaron, we probably ought to uh, get to some Dave Aranda. Did you have one more you wanted to hit? Uh, real quick, the, we can do the top 25, new top 25 out today. Georgia's still number one, 20th week in a row, getting almost all the first place votes. Michigan's still number two, followed by Ohio State, Florida, and Washington rounding out the top five. Texas is seven. Oklahoma falls to 10 after their loss. And two Big 12 teams jump into the top 25. Kansas, one of them, after their Win over Oklahoma is 22, and Kansas State back in the top 25 after their big shutout win over Houston at number 25. And All Oklahoma right, State would be the 26th team. Oh, nice. Others receiving votes. They're right there. Did you happen to see that coach get so mad? Boy, these coaches do not like it when celebrity, uh, you know, when people pick against them. And I guess Steve Smith played at Utah, and Steve Smith – picked against NC State. They played Clemson, I believe, this past weekend. And he said he called NC State a basketball school. And by the way, I don't and they kind of are. I don't think it's that, you know, huge of a disrespect to call NC State a basketball school, although they hadn't done anything in basketball in a long time. But he called them that. And boy, that coach 
NC State wins, and after the game, says on national TV, they're interviewing him, and he says, Steve Smith can kiss my A. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's... And then he in the post game he brought it up again. Said, hey, you know, I mean, it was that Dave, uh, what is that guy's name, Duran or something? Anyway, I, I kind of like that NC State coach, good coach. But, man, these guys take it. And then even uh, even Kirby did not like somebody picking against him. Um, oh, Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen picked the Gators to beat Georgia. <laughs> and, and after the game, Kirby said, I thought that was my friend. And then took some poke at him, said, yeah, he never liked a recruit. <laughs> I mean, such such pettiness <laughs> from the man who has taken over college football. I mean, Aaron, I was just naming the greatest coaches in college football. I mean, we got to start talking about Kirby. I mean, no matter what where he is or what he does, I mean, we Kirby's got to be in the mix. He's... Turned himself into one of the great coaches in college football. And he's got a chance to do something even Saban hadn't done, and that's three-peat. Yeah, I would not say he's – he has not passed Urban in my book. But, I mean, gosh, if he keeps doing this, he's going to do that. All right, Aaron, let's – later in the 5 o'clock hour, I want to start really zeroing in on game three. But here to start the five – well, I want to let you hear from Dave Aranda, and we need to start reacting to this because, uh, I mean, I what's happening at Baylor right now is unacceptable. Do I see it getting better? I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm not the most negative guy in the world. I know sometimes it doesn't sound like it, but I'm not. But I want to hear from Coach Aranda and react to some of what he had to say at his news conference today. We'll do that next. Find sports news, streaming, and show podcast at SyntechSportsFan.com. Are you looking for an air conditioning and heating company that is family-owned and operated, is local, and offers honest and fair pricing? Haddock's Heating and Air specializes in residential service and installation, plus new construction projects for homeowners throughout Central Texas. They service all makes and models and offer free estimates. Check out their five-star rating on Google Reviews. Haddock's Heating and Air, 254-301-5373. And check them out on Facebook. License TACLB106271E. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As we wrap up our walk this year, join us for the Diabetes Awareness Fair and Let's Walk Waco wrap-up party on Saturday, November 4th from 1 to 3 at the Doris Miller Community Center at 1020 Elm Avenue. We'll have diabetes education, screening and resources along with a one-mile walk, fitness demos, and fun for the whole family. So keep logging those miles and remember, every step counts. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz. Combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders at their town west or downtown locations. Waco Born and Bread, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop. All right, hot off the press, I did want to tell you about what's going on at uh, Alan Samuels, Ted Teague, and his crew out there. 
they got 2023. Now, closing out October. We'll have some new things for you as we get into November. But Ram Lone Star Crew Cabs 2023, 0% financing for 72 months and $8,000 off. That's a limited supply. You don't want to wait on that. And then a 2023 Ram 2500 heavy duties now have $4,000 in total values um, on those workhorses. And also have 2023 cab and chassis 4500 in stock. I mean, that's when you're wanting to pull the whole world behind you. Uh, and some great pre-owned deals wanted to share with you. Uh, a 2019 Volvo, this kind of is interesting to me, XC40 with only 47,000 miles. These are not easy to find if you've been out there looking for these pre-owns. And then two pre-owned Jeep Wagoneers. Dang. I mean, that's pretty, those are pretty interesting. Uh, just something to kind of keep in mind. That is Alan Samuels. Uh, get out there and take advantage of those deals. Nobody covers football in Central Texas like ESPN Central Texas. Brazos Valley Golf and Battery is a locally owned and operated sales specialist in Robinson, Texas. They carry new and refurbished automotive, commercial, lawnmower, marine, RV, and power sport batteries at better prices than any of the national chains. Need your battery checked? Visit Tommy and he'll do it for free. They also carry new and used golf carts, cart accessories, and do custom golf carts as well. Shop local. Brazos Golf and Battery on 77 in Robinson. Look them up on Facebook or Google. Brazos Golf and Battery. Road trip! Take a road trip to Genco. Skip your car payments for 70 days. Refi your vehicle. Drop your rate. Every closed loan is entered for a chance to change their loan rate to 0%. Rates as low as 5.69% APR for 48 months. Apply online for an additional discount of 0.15% off your loan. Last chance of the year to get your best rate ever. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies. For more information, go to GencoSCU.org. Member NCUA. Genco! You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank, with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Element Waco Hotel, Jim Turner Chevrolet, Marineland Boating Center, Schmalch's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, Witt Building Supplies, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas, as we get into the 5 o'clock hour. And, um, man, it's there's a lot to get to today. Uh, next segment, we will kind of start getting you ready for Game 3 of the World Series. I need I want to do some Baylor here because as much as I, you know, hate the, the losing, I mean, you know, they got to hit it head on. They have these uh, uh, honesty Mondays or whatever they call it or Tuesdays. They get back in there, and uh, I think it's like, Tell the truth Tuesdays or something along those lines. But the Bears, the program is not where it needs to be. 
They fall to three and five. They can't beat FBS teams at home. Haven't in a long time. They've lost their last, I think, seven it is. Cyclones come in here, and it was the same old story. Um, Can't get in the end zone, move the ball, uh, uh, drive stall out, uh, give up big plays, and fall down 24-6. They finally, in the second half, tried to play a little bit. Got, you know, tried to almost get back in the game. Got it to twenty-seven to eighteen. The new thing is to, although it's seemingly, if you kicked an extra point, you get it to eight points. So you're one score down at that point. The new, I, I get the analytics. The analytics suggest go for two when you're doing this like in the third quarter or whatever because you'll know exactly what's ahead of you i still would love to get within one score when i can get into one score and i would have kicked i mean kick the extra point get it to 27-19 but again that was nice they they're sitting there not doing anything i went over i left the press box for a little while to go see my family sitting with my wife we're up there in the stands the third quarter is 24 to 6 and they they got a fourth and two and and they've been so horrible on fourth down you're like what are they going to do well they run a they run a out they run a deal to to monterey baldwin and i don't know why they're singling monterey but he gets wide open it's a gorgeous little look like kind of a wheel route and he took it to the house and for a moment they got everybody back in the game a little bit and then they get it they score again and it's like are they going to make a comeback here um, Iowa State marches back down, and before long, they get it back to where they need it, and the Bears end up losing the game 30-18. to 18. Um, I, I ask after the game, uh, Dave Aranda, hey, all these losses at home, do you worry about guys starting to check out on you? He still senses the team is close, all of that. I, I think the fan base is fed up. I mean, it you can't kind of keep hoping and maybe you get a road game here or there the teams they've beaten on the road those are good wins you're happy to have the wins but those teams have gone combined to go 0 and 10 this year in conference okay these are not good teams that they've beaten uh do they have a chance against a bad houston team they do but it's you know that gets you to what four and five they're three and five they got to go three and one to even get bowl eligible i mean this is this team's in a bad way right now and you can't just keep saying well aranda can maybe he can fire another coordinator i mean that's happened now a couple of times where he blew out the offensive coordinators after his first year then last year he fired the defensive coordinator i mean i suppose you could fire another coordinator this year but at some point, you, you know, you're going to go, well, I mean, w- which direction is this thing going to go under this head coach? And I I root so hard for Aranda to turn it around that I have been reluctant to say, yeah, you know, Dave could lose his job. I, I don't know. I don't think anybody survives this thing if they lose out. I don't know how you go to I don't I mean it's going to be hard to convince anybody to bring bring back the head coach if you finish this thing 3 and 9. Uh but again, I continue to do what a lot of people are doing. 
Maybe they could find something. They perform better on the road. Maybe they could somehow win three out of the last four games. Is there any scenario where that could happen? It doesn't feel like there is right now, but Houston's not great. TCU's not great. West Virginia's not. K-State is. K-State's really good right now. I mean, it's hard to imagine, no matter how they function, winning that game on the road. Now, let's do this. Let's listen to Coach Aranda at his news conference today, and let's react to some of what he has to say. Here is Dave Aranda at his weekly press luncheon. It's good to see you guys. The The film was, um, was, was humbling. It was, um, it was frustrating to relive. Um, there's good things in there. They're, they're hidden. I wish they would be more, more out in front. Um, I thought the, the improvements are hard to see, uh, but, um, you know, as coaches, uh, we can see them and we've got to build, build off those, off of those little improvements. I think a lot of the plays were really close, especially defensively. It was, um, you know, blitzing off an edge and getting up the field as opposed to staying on the line of scrimmage and condensing a gap. We run up the field and create a bigger gap. It's, um, you know, f- we're fitting everything and we're one, we're, uh, instead of a right shoulder, we're hitting it with a left shoulder. And there's these things that um, that we've worked really hard to correct and we're really close. And uh, it's frustrating to see it. I think offensively, you go back, you look at the game, and you look at the opportunities that we had to make plays, and uh, we have to capitalize on those opportunities, especially early in the game, uh, when we're looking to see, is this going to be different? Is it going to be the same? And uh, we have those opportunities. You know, we have to make we have to make hay on them. And so with all that said, you know, the ability to kind of build it back up and starts with the, the coaches and getting the coaches ready to build back up the players. And, um, you know, that's the, the task that's ahead of us. You know, I know for me that the, um, to um, continue to build on the positive things that we're doing and to see them and to see and to um, – uh, speak into the efforts that guys are making, even even amidst um, you know failure and frustration and all of it, for the guys that are really really trying and the guys that are really making effort, um, want to recognize and um, and build off of them, uh, and I feel like we were able to do that in this last game. Um, we need more guys to do it so we can get a victory have a lot of respect for Colt Hogerson and you know looking at this team just really talented and um, a quarterback that can throw it and uh, you know the one-on-one matchups you know they they force you into single high and then they've got all the single high beaters and they've got receivers on the on either side they can beat you one-on-one um, if you are not playing um really gap integrity with your rush uh he can scramble uh there's a fair amount of quarterback run game quarterback counter and the like that really puts people into bad spots um and then you're looking at defensively you know uh leading up or in the beginning of the year a lot of man a lot of four two five, and then uh going into texas they flipped around a whole identity and played a, a defense similar to what we just saw uh, on saturday with the the five dbs and the u structure 
And so there's been a different, a few different looks that defensively they've shown. Um, and so we've got to prepare for a little bit there. But uh, what a challenge it's going to be. Um, you know, we're looking forward to um, getting back into the win column and know it'll be a tough one versus, versus a talented Houston team. Take any questions you guys got. Dave, uh, last year Richard Reese was such a big part of the offense. Mm -hmm. This year, I mean, last three games he's had a total of nine carries. Uh, is, is there a reason that he hasn't getting in the rotation as much? And do you see him, you know, being part of the offense, a bigger part in the future? Appreciate that. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, I think his strengths so far this year has been his ability in space to make plays, uh, his ability on the perimeter to make plays. Um, and I think in the interior run game, I think the the really the work has been on getting yards after contact. So if the offensive line gets me two yards, let's get another two or get another yard on my own. And so that's been and I think where he's been really working hard to improve, I think the blocking on the perimeter has to improve so that Rich can do his thing. And so that's been, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Dave, got kind of going on that offensive note, mm -hmm. you know, Blake, um, kind of his progression throughout these weeks, is it kind of weighing on him? Do you think, uh, you know, putting up points late, but maybe those slow offensive starts? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I thought that um, that you know where where Blake was able to really make some big connections, kind of like you say, late in the game. I think early in the game there were some opportunities for balls to be caught and for there to be runs after catch, and um, we just didn't we didn't uh, complete the complete the play, you know. And I think that falls on us as coaches. That, that falls on me and finding the um, the appropriate drill and the appropriate um, uh, motivation so that we can get that done, you know, when it matters. And um, the, er, the start of the game is just so critical, I feel, uh, for us to not be in a hole, for us to not try to have to come back, but to um, – put points on the board early and people feel that uh, hey this is this is finally us here we go all right this is our time I think that's a really strong feeling when you can get that going now we've felt that in the third and fourth quarters we have to build to get that going in the first but I think Blake has been one of our more consistent guys and so I think building up the consistency around him is a uh, part of our task you know I think Blake has been tough, has played well at times, um, certainly not among the the biggest reasons why this team has come up short time and time again. Um, I You know, they came out firing the other day, had a wide open Drake Dabney across the middle. It was wet, wet ball. It was dropped. It was going to be a big play. It was going to be 20 yards right away. I mean, the thing was, Iowa State came back the next uh, the, the next series and had zeros like they had their mutters on. Guy turns the corner, goes for about 30 or 40. Um, they look fine. I mean, Bears are at home, should know that turf better than anybody. 
and they got Cameron, Josh Cameron, out on a on a punt return. Looks like he may have something on the outside, and just slips and falls down. I mean, it's our home turf, and uh, and and weren't really. I mean, just weren't moving that well early. Um, moved the ball okay at times, ran the ball. But until they, you know, unleashed Dawson Pendergrass on them in the third quarter, finally had somebody uh, and into the fourth quarter leaning on a team, leaning on a team a little bit. I mean, the toughness. And it really shouldn't come down to a true freshman. That's the only guy. I mean, you heard after the game that Dawson Pendergrass is the one guy who can make people miss. And he's your power back. I mean, you know, it makes me think just start the guy and don't take him out. Just leave him out there. If that is the only guy that can, for whatever reason, make somebody miss or put his head down and run over somebody. The one thing I don't think anybody can can take anymore is this part at the start of this news conference, which, again, Dave is so sincere and he's so forthright and he's unlike a lot of these coaches and he doesn't really give you the coach speak. So a lot of that I appreciate so much, and I would miss. But the, we're so close. Oh, we go the, we need to go to the right shoulder pad rather than the left shoulder pad. Oh, we're, we're just so close here. The, 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 or the good stuff is kind of hidden. Uh, it just, I don't think anybody that cares and loves Baylor athletics like we do, I, I just don't think, People can hear much more of that, how close they are. I mean, you know, again, you are what you are. You are what your record says you are, and you are what you are at the end of the half when you're sitting there with six points and you're not producing anything. And you finally make your people believe just a tad bit in the third quarter when you start that comeback and you get it to whatever it was, 27-18. to You're starting to move the ball a little bit. And then Iowa State locks you up. Like, if you're going to be a team, by the way, you're going to be a coach that loves going for it on fourth down, you better make it every once in a while. They had the one huge play to Baldwin that was on a fourth down. On a fourth and three, which ended up being the most important play of the game from an offensive standpoint, you ran ran, um, uh, Pendergrass, who'd been really good for you, off tackle, and it was DOA. It was DOA. Now, again, was that close? Because one guy missed his block? Maybe so. But you've got to kind of know that about yourself at some point. If you are a team where you've got guys getting blown up at the point of attack, you probably can't run it off tackle on fourth and three. You probably can't go with that. I, I Part of this is I think Grimes has had some players, some linemen, and some backs in the past that he could, he could uh, grind it out and find three yards on fourth down. This is not that team. Even though Pendergrass was running really well and became your best player in that game, this, was, uh, this is not a team that can do that. Aaron, let's continue with Dave Aranda in his uh, Monday news conference. Dave, is there enough there to – I think you mentioned something in the postgame about, you know, hey – guys this play is here and you mentioned early on that you know it might be one guy Mm -hmm. is there enough there to say hey look if we do this one thing or if we do this 
right, we can be a lot better. We can make plays, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, I appreciate that. That was the message to the staff this morning with our um, our meeting a little bit earlier was that um, for sure, right, um, the negatives and the noise and, and um you know, to recognize that and, and all of it, for sure, that's there. But when you look at the tape, it's, you know, um, we're so close on so many things. I think, you know, I had, I, I told him I had a, a philosophy professor that told me that for every fact, there's at least double the nuance. And, um, you know, I think early early in the season, there would be, let's just say, facts that we would get wrong. And you were in the nuance part now. And so I think a lot of the, you know, there, there, um, there was not a lot of confusion. There hardly any in this last game. Guys were where they need to be. Guys all knew uh, what, I, what I'm doing, what everyone else is doing. And there was a togetherness with all that. It's just when the play comes to us, we got to make it. You know, and so I can help with that and creating more of those opportunities in practice and uh, the pressure that comes with that and, uh, um, you know, getting um, getting higher levels of competition. And so that that jump from practice to games isn't so much. But when you watch the film, that's what it is. We're really close. So if it's kind of coming, digging yourself out of a hole, you know, we can see the light as coaches and so we've got to be able to get that across to the players um, because I know that uh, you know the other side of it can be pretty dark Dave when Keytron went down did the offensive approach need to change at all and what's Keytron's status moving forward appreciate that yeah so Keytron uh, Tevin um, Williams and Tate Williams all had head injuries and so it doesn't look promising right now. I can't say for certain that they're going to be out, but it, it looks like they're probably going to be out. Um, we'll know more tomorrow. Um, yeah, I think we had to we had to, to um, get uh, Armani Winfield into the game, and I think some of the things that we were moving Keytron around a lot, we had to scale back from. Uh, it's not that Armani couldn't do those things, it's just that he didn't have all those reps throughout the week or as many as, as, as Tron did. And so moving forward for this one, we'll have uh, Armani fully operational in all of those looks. What kind of response do you expect looking at Houston? Uh, what kind of response do you expect from them knowing that they probably want to get kind of back up off the mat after their last game? Appreciate that. Yeah, I expect a strong one. You know, I, I th- um, there is a lot of talent on that team, and they're fast, and they play physical. You know, um, one of the things for us defensively is is tackling and, you know, eliminating yards after contact, and one of the best in our league is Houston. You know, and so uh, there's a bunch of uh, at at yards after contact, and so there's a bunch of uh, challenges that they present, and when they're fully um, engaged and um, and in in a fight and all of it, they're as dangerous as any any team in our league uh, with the playmakers that they have, and so it's really important for us to start fast and to be connected. And uh, we talk about all this, you know, do your 111th is way strong with them, especially with the misdirection that they have. Very similar to the early in the season. There'll be runs going this way and quarterback counters going this way. And so if you're on this side of it, you're playing that. If you're on that side of it, you're playing something else. And so that discipline is going to be really important. 
you know what's worse? I was just sitting here thinking then whatever noise they're talking about and whatever people are saying out there, and obviously people are fed up. What would be worse is for complete apathy to set in and for the fan base to show Saturday against Houston at 2.30, games on like ESPN Plus or whatever, and again, they'll do everything they can. I mean, you can't the ticket group and the fan the the fan engagement type folks at Baylor. I think they've done a nice job this season on everything they can. There's going to be a whiteout. It's military appreciation. All that stuff is great. We'll be there because we'll be doing our our pregame show. But I mean, I I, I fear something setting in. Where you end up with, and again, the, the listed crowd will be thirty-five to forty thousand, you know, right? But I, I, my fear is that about twenty-five thousand show up for Baylor Houston. I, I hope I'm wrong. I do think the fan base does a pretty good job of still trying to go out there. The people that have season tickets, but this is this has been a bad run, and. While Houston's not good, uh, there's nothing we've seen to suggest Baylor's going to go out and manhandle Houston at home. Baylor doesn't perform particularly well at home or any good at all. And to the point where this past week they literally admitted they kind of tried to do some things to treat it like they were on the road well you guys perform better on the road so let's try to create a little bit of that bonding and us against the world at home well when you're trying to have to play like mind tricks on your own team to get them to go out there and perform at home that's a bad that's bad business now would it would a win over houston be some kind of end-all be-all no it'd be nice feel a little bit better is there any scenario, if they want a us-against-the-world type feeling, Aaron, you know what you do is you try to convince your players that they can win the rest of their ball games because no one believes that right now. I, 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 Other than maybe the coaches and maybe the players, and I would think at this point the players have to be doubting that. But no one associated with the program, like, no fans, no students, nobody nobody sees them even going three and one to get bowl eligible. If you somehow get your team to believe that, then that's a great trick. That's a that's a that's a great thing as a coach. And that's what the coaches are having to overcome because it doesn't really matter totally right now that the fans don't believe, but at some point you're gonna lose your players. And it seems like they haven't lost them yet, but you can't keep going out there and doing that, what they just did at homecoming and not really being in the game. And they've now done it three straight home games. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem. It's a, it's a major problem. Okay, let's, let's talk about something more, more exciting. And that is game three tonight. We're going to bring it to you. Over on our sister station, 92.9, Shooter FM. Uh, and it's going to be exciting. And there's some changes that have happened. Bochi talked to the media just a little while ago. We're going to get you caught up on what he said, 
We'll let you know who they think they might start for game four. Uh, we'll get you ready for game three. We'll do that next. Go Cowboys! This is Dallas Cowboys football 2023. Back goes Jones, down goes Jones. Only heard here. Parsons beat the left tackle clean. All season. It's another two-sack game for Micah Parsons. Sunday afternoon, it's your Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Live from Lincoln Financial Field. On this Dallas Cowboys radio network station. It's the Cowboys and the Eagles, Sunday starting with the pregame at 2 here on ESPN Central Texas. Hey folks, Derek Scott here with Jim Turner Chevrolet. I'd like to thank everyone that supports JTC and that our family values your business. Our new inventory is growing daily and our used car inventory is stacking high. So give us the opportunity to earn your business with transparency and zero hidden fees. So give us a call, 254-840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We treat you like family. Find new roads. It's almost fall, school has started, pumpkin spice is everywhere, and football is finally back. The temperatures are dropping and you think you have escaped summer's dreaded effects on your foundation. Then, you see it. Where did that crack come from? Wait, this door doesn't latch. Or, why doesn't this window open? Most people don't realize the full effects of summer soil movement until September or October. And the fall season is typically the busiest time of the year for foundation repair. Do you want your home in tip-top shape for the holidays? Do you want the topic at Thanksgiving dinner to be that big crack in your wall? Then you better call the doctor. He'll craft the best solution for you and your home and get you back on the level in no time. Call us today at 863-8800 or look us up on the web at INeedTheDoctor.com. So for doors that are sticking and cracks in your walls, the Foundation Doctor will make a house call. Extraco Banks have made so much of our company growth possible. They tailor everything to us. We want to innovate and we're willing to take the risk, but they help us mitigate that risk, limit the downside. Jason Collier is more than just a banker to us. It's been a great partnership without which we could not have grown our business like we have. To learn more, visit extracobanks.com. Extraco Banks is member FDIC. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Want to cover sports, news, try advertising, broadcasting? Well, the Baylor Department of Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media has the skills, knowledge, and opportunities you need to succeed in your next career. With five major concentrations and a nationally recognized student media program, whatever you need, we've got you covered. Start your degree today and make a difference. Check us out online and remember, for the best skills in the biz, with Baylor Journalism, Public Relations, and New Media, we've got you covered. How many miles across Texas have you and your team walked for Let's Walk Waco? As we wrap up our walk this year, join us for the Diabetes Awareness Fair and Let's Walk Waco wrap-up party on Saturday, November 4th from 1 to 3 at the Doris Miller Community Center at 1020 Elm Avenue. We'll have diabetes education, screening, and resources along with a one-mile walk, fitness demos, and fun for the whole family. So keep logging those miles and remember, every step counts. 
Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. Go Wildcats! This is Chuck Luco, president of All County Surveying and Temple, THS class of 1978. Greatest of the great. We are proud of our team at ACS. We're celebrating 35 years right here in Temple. We're also proud of the Temple Wildcat football team. Football is way more than just a game. It teaches young people about life. Let's go to state, Cats. Go Wildcats! Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Well, we have covered a lot of ground today. And um, we are getting you ready. Game, uh, well, a little bit. Uh, we'll have the pregame show at 630 and first pitch at 703. Game three of the World Series from Chase Field in Phoenix, Arizona. That'll be on 92.9 Shooter FM. And um, Evan Carter has been moved to the cleanup uh, spot. Uh, he's in the four hole for the uh, for the Rangers tonight, and uh, they have uh, moved up Adolis, and they wanted to break up the lefties, Seeger and Carter, the left-handed hitters, I should say, and and to try to because they have so many left-handed relievers for Arizona to make it a little bit. Uh, 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 a little bit tough on them, and so we'll see if uh, if that helps at all. Um, I uh, was just looking, Aaron, at the the scheduling grid for uh, the ACC is uh, out, and uh, uh, very interesting. Uh, the that you you'll the, for the six of the next seven seasons in the ACC. SMU will host um, one of Clemson, Florida State, or Miami in six of the next seven seasons. Um, SMU is currently scheduled to play Oklahoma and Clemson at home in 2027. Um, This is the breakdown, and again, this is the ACC schedule has come out. SMU will be going out just to refresher. Cal and Stanford. Now, SMU will play Cal and Stanford all of these years coming up. Um, SMU will play, uh, let's see, ACC opponents are out uh, for 2024. Um, SMU will host Florida State, Cal, Boston College, and Pitt. SMU will go to... Virginia, Stanford, Louisville, and Duke. Aaron, somebody did like Cal or Stanford's travel as opposed to like now in the Pac-12 and in, in what it'll be next season. And it was literally the difference in it went from 
5,000 miles of travel to 14,000 miles of travel. I mean, just enormous. And again, SMU home games in 2024, ACC has rolled out its schedule. Um, into it, They'll play BYU, TCU, Houston Christian, Florida State, Cal, Boston College, Pitt. How weird does that sound, Aaron, to have an ACC home schedule? And then, um, and then away, they'll have Vandy, Virginia, Stanford, Louisville, and Duke. So this includes their full uh, ACC schedule. Now, they're going to get crushed. They're actually playing a lot better right now. And Preston Stone, their quarterback, looks pretty good. Their young quarterback. That that schedule I just said, said Aaron, Florida State. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to find some wins for them in the ACC. Florida State's going to crush them. They, they could at least hang with Cal. They, they'll, they could beat Pitt at their place and Boston College. But they're going to go on the road, and they're going to get beat by Virginia. They're going to be, get beat by Louisville, and they're going to get crushed by Duke. Could they beat Stanford on the road? Yeah, maybe. Stanford's actually getting better this year and, and really was playing great the other day and, um, and ended up getting beat. But uh, they, they were given – who was that, Aaron? USC? They were giving somebody a lot of grief the other day. Um, anyway, that, so that is the ACC. And, um, again, SMU and Stanford and Cal will play each other every year until 2030. Now, will Florida State still be around in 2030? Probably not. They probably won't be in the ACC anymore. Will Clemson still be in the ACC? Probably not. They will probably both try to go to – the Big Ten, or we'll see. Maybe your mark will still keep making big plays. We'll see where it's going. But just some really interesting college football news that is happening today. And, again, FSU at SMU. And I love this, Aaron. Our old buddy Kevin Longquist was the first to reach out to me to get me that news that Florida State was at SMU for 2024. All right, uh, a couple of nuggets to get you ready for Game 3. Of the World Series, Rangers and D-backs. That is next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Dynamic Fabrication Solutions specializes in industrial maintenance, structural steel fabrication, and erection, all forms of welding, and much more. Their team of qualified professionals have secured a sterling reputation in delivering high-quality products and outstanding customer service. They are committed to delivering the best product possible in an efficient manner so you can move forward with peace of mind. Dynamic Fabrication Solution LLC is the number one specialty contractor in Central Texas. For more information, dynamic-fs.com. Robinson Athletic Booster Club proudly supports the athletics of Robinson High School, a nonprofit organization comprised solely of volunteers that lend a hand and encourage everyone to participate, whether in concession sales, event planning, finances, or even time. Robinson Athletic Booster Club is able to support the athletic program by purchasing equipment, supplies, and providing scholarships. For more information on how you can help, contact Denise at 254-214-3625. Let's go Rockets! 
Locally owned and operated, Prestige Recycling is your hometown shredding and recycling company. They're a step above, bringing easy, community-friendly recycling to the greater Waco area. Offering commercial business recycling services. They take aluminum tin cans, cardboard, glass, paper, and plastic. They also offer community drop-off bins located out front of their offices for recycling. Prestige also offers safe and secure document destruction services to commercial business and residents. Prestige Recycling, located at 5198 South Loop 340 in Robinson. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Wings Pizza and Things is celebrating 16 years as your headquarters for great food and great sports. Wings Pizza and Things, where there's not a bad seat in the house to catch all the games on over 60 big screen TVs. With the NFL ticket, you're not going to miss any of the action, no matter who your team is. Want the best in college football? Nobody has more games than Wings Pizza and Things. With a great menu to satisfy the entire family, the name says it all. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's number one spot for great sports and great food for 16 years. Check it out today at wingsintemple.com. The Real Texas Gun Show is Saturday, November 11th and Sunday, November 12th at the Bell County Expo Center. The Real Texas Gun Show, proud to be the place where small mom and pop vendors share the floor with large dealers that buy, sell, and trade firearms at the shows. The vendors are some of the most reputable in the state of Texas. Oftentimes, if they don't have it, they don't make it. The Real Texas Gun Show has more than just guns. You'll also find lots of ammo, hunting gear, collectibles, and much, much more. Head on down to the Real Texas Gun Show, November 11th, 9 to 5 and November 12th from 10 to 4 at the Bell County Expo Center. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up on ESPN Central Texas. Would you like to experience the excitement of Baylor football tailgating? Well, you're invited to the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate. Open four hours prior to kickoff of each home game. This family-friendly event is open to all fans and friends of Baylor, and no game ticket is required. You can watch the big college games on large televisions, and great food from Bubba's 33 is also available. It's a great place to get your game face on. We'll be looking for you at the Baylor Alumni Home Tailgate under the big tent just over the pedestrian bridge at McLean Stadium Touchdown Alley. This is the Modern Media Big 12 Blitz. A daily look. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, it is the dismount. And got to say goodnight. Some sad news for the, well, the former Washington Senators and then became the uh, Rangers. Um, Frank Howard passed away. Uh, news came today. Four-time All-Star who slugged 382 home runs during a lengthy major league career. And um, uh, just a uh, at, at age 87 and um, played seven seasons with the Senators after earning uh, National League Rookie of the Year honors with the Dodgers in 1960. Helped the Dodgers win a World Series. I believe that was 1963. He hit the final home run for the Senators at RFK in 1971 and the first at Arlington Stadium, the old Turnpike Stadium, in April 1972 after the team moved. And uh, Rangers called Howard a bigger-than-life personality who was very popular with his teammates and fans. Of course, fans knew him as Hondo and uh, ended up being a manager in the major leagues, but uh, great, great player, hit a ton of home runs. All right, everybody, we're getting you ready. It is uh, game three of the World Series, and we'll have that 92.9 Shooter FM 
First pitch, 7.03. Pre-game at 6.30. Everybody have a great night. We'll see you back here tomorrow at 3 o'clock straight up. Good night, everybody. This is the Modern Media Big 12.